the gutter skypes. The gutter skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. We we, uh, we have word from Blind uh, um, Geek that he will be slightly late, but he expects to be here. Okay. Uh, and we um, very recently, of course, sadly, have word from Nikki that she will not be able to attend tonight. She's suffering from some kind of a pinched nerve situation that's been going on for a while now, apparently. And uh, and that's, well, I've been there too. I think we've all been there at some point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think she took the wiser choice and elected to recover rather than hang out <laughs> and yeah. stay up late uh, when she could be getting some healing rest. So I'm glad she, uh, I'm glad she opted into the sane option so that's cool i uh i don't know what's up with uh, i'm pretty sure uh, uh trilobite will probably be in attendance we got that response from uh mm-hmm. response from him in email this afternoon so mm-hmm. so we got to be good to go argante uh argante will have to share her nightmare at another time yeah i was i was thinking about just uh writing something up to to send to you all as far as mine went but by the time it got to where I could sit down and do it, I was too tired. It was like two in the morning, and no, <laughs> too much work, too much homework. Yeah, that's okay. I forgot to think about it at all, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too. It's all mm-hmm. improv. It's all going to be improv. No worry. No worries. Okay. I'm. I. I. <laughs> I'm. I'm having my problems with uh, with with um, roll twenty. So far as its interface goes and setting things mm-hmm. up, because I was seriously thinking about maybe just like trying it for a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. for us, and and this, I swear, this program, all all the all the tutorials on how to use it are about D and D, and when you're playing Roll Twenty, you're not playing D and D, you're playing Roll Twenty, and <laughs> which is it's a it's a fine line, yeah. But uh, it's like, okay, how to set up a character in Roll20. And then they'll, they'll teach you, well, this is what you need to look for in your cleric. And this is what you need to look for for a rogue. And this is the, these are the stats for best stats for us. Like, no, I don't need to know that. I mean, I need to know that. But what I need you to tell me is, how do you do it in Roll20? How do you set this token up and connect it to this character mm-hmm. sheet? And I guess you, most everyone wants to adapt it. Well, I, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, the the ones that I found that uh, seemed to seem to be of any use uh, understood that they were teaching people how to use the the interface and the and the I don't know the the all the little bells and whistles. But uh, the the ones that where you need to get from point A to point B to this date, and I've been I've been looking at this for like months. Mm-hmm. To this date, I have not found a single tutorial that will take you from point A to point B simply to put a character on the screen mm-hmm. that can that can uh, inter uh, that that can fight another character. 
even uh-huh. even an NPC that you drag over from the items list. It's like, okay, I know you're supposedly supposed to be able to click on this goblin thing, roll your whatever, your 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 quarter staff or your or your dagger or your fist attack or anything like that and have and have it automatically do the dice rolls and the damage and all the rest of that stuff which seriously in my mind prevents you from learning how to play D&D but it certainly speeds things up a, a whole hell of a lot is there like another module it's supposed to interface with it it, it is its own it is its own thing. It's built to do exactly that. It's built to do exactly. It's supposed to be system agnostic. The, the but it doesn't tell you how. But it doesn't tell you how. It's like guys, this is a step by step process that is done by thousands after uh, however many years or months or weeks or hours or whatever. Maybe I'm mentally impaired or something. But other people are successful at this. Why is this turning out to be so difficult in your interface? And I hope, and I'm I, seriously, I hope it's not me. I hope I have just like, like not. I hope I haven't degenerated to the point where I can't even get this done. But certain things in it, uh, certain things in it, make me feel a little bit better about myself. Like, like if you, I don't know. I know Mr. K has played in it. Well, only the one game, and I didn't have to set anything up. So okay. I will have to dig into it, and I was just thinking, I may have to dig into this and see what, if I can understand much of it. Well, yeah, you need to see if there's like a Game Master edition or something like that. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. when, when you make your game, essentially it assumes that anybody that's building a game environment in this mm-hmm. on Roll20 is the GM. Okay. And they can give, and the GM can give, you know, whatever permissions and authorities to any other player that joins in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It just sounds the way you're describing it. Sounds like something is missing. Uh, yeah. So what's missing is 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 they've got to drop the assumption when they're giving their tutorials that all these very very basic things are already known by everybody because it's been out for so long. Yeah. I'll give you an example. If you put a if you put a token on the screen, uh, uh, you know, any small picture that's supposed to represent a character, it can have a nameplate. Okay. So you right-click, it's simple enough, you hit a little cogwheel or something, or you right-click on it, actually you hit a cogwheel, it brings up a box, and right there, in the first tab, it gives you a little box to put the name in, mm-hmm. and a checkbox immediately above that that says display nameplate. Okay. So you check, so, you know, I put the name in and I check display nameplate. And I can see it as as the GM, because for whatever reason it shows it to me. Mm-hmm. But if I log in as a player character, I can't see it. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, well, what the hell? What the hell? And I'm, and I'm digging it. I'm looking and I'm searching and I'm trying to find. And if you go one tab over, there's another two columns of checkboxes. And one of them has name next to it and a checkbox that says C. That's like, what? 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 You have to check a box on another tab in order to make the nameplate that it says display nameplate. <laughs> you have to find another tab and go check that other box just to show the name of the damn token. And I'm telling you, top to bottom, the whole rest of the program is like this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it, I, I have to dig right back into and be self-derivative and say, um, just just as when I was looking for all the rules that went with uh, mm-hmm. um, Seven Skies, mm-hmm. 
It's it was it's tweezering buckshot out of a baboon's backside to figure out how this thing works. It's amazing. Yeah, admittedly, we didn't do a lot with it with the game that I was in because we were playing Fiasco, and it was pretty much a like tabletop with our spaces put on there, and we could type in on the cards for all the different things that we we picked out, and there was a set of of dice there that that uh, we could roll and move around and all that. Yeah, when, so. when I watched it, it, it was misbehaving for you guys too. It, it was, was showing yes. you guys it was showing you guys the wrong dice, or the, or well, one it, particular die was. It was explained. transposing dice. Okay. All the, the the numbers were were represented in the proportions that we saw them. They just weren't on the on the correct dice for each of us. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, when it works, its capabilities are astonishing. Absolutely. Because if you watch some of these other games, whether it's Pathfinder or 5e or anything else that anybody's playing, particularly the people that get a paid uh, subscription, yep. then you get this, uh, then you get this um, fog of war thing where characters can be put down and they can only see like within 30 feet of where they are with a kind of a, uh, a gradient of uh, darkness oh. surrounding so you could them. Like, so you could like just put the whole dungeon map in, put them in, and they can only see how far that they've gone. Exactly. It's fat. It, it's neat. fantastic. And, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, and, and, and people have been swearing by this thing for years, but I guess, you know, to, to, to be able to do that kind of thing, you got to have all these settings and crap and figure out all yeah. the stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that we would use, I don't know. I mean, I know that we, that we, the gutter Skypes never really got in it. I think that we, we may have talked about it at one point, but I don't think we ever really seriously went into it because I don't know how much Eric would be able to use. The virtual tabletop. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, looking at it, you know, after spending some time with it and realizing that, uh, you know, it, it's this daunting to set up just to make the thing do, you know, the, the most basic of things. It took me literally three weeks, three weeks of trying every other night to Mm -hmm. link a token to a character sheet and have it consistently reappear the way it's supposed to with the stats Hmm. uh, every time I started the game. Because, you know, I, I... I link the token. I I create I create the character sheet. I link the token. I you know, and then I would come back next night and I drag it out. And none of the settings that I set for the token were held onto. It didn't mm-hmm. display the name. It didn't show the stats. And it it wasn't until like two nights ago, two or three nights ago, that I realized you've got to completely trick out the token, make it uh, connect it to the sheet, make it do everything you want it to do, and only then. Can you go to the character sheet and say, okay, I want to use this token? Then it will remember. Under no other circumstances, and believe me, I know because I tried all the ones that failed first, Hmm. will it do that? And that's just, to me, that's just, I'm sorry, really? Really? And I just like, I think I wasted something like 25 minutes of your time ranting at you over (laughs) you guys over Roll20. Um, so, sorry. Sorry about that. Oops. That's all right. It's all right. It's... Well, bottom line is, theater of the mind is a hell of a lot more convenient. You don't have to go hunting for maps mm-hmm. to make it happen, because, you know, it all takes place in the head anyway. We don't need the graphics. I wonder what's up with Trilobite. I haven't, uh, I hope he's all right. Let me look on email here. No, nothing new from email. Oh, well. Wow, we're down to... 
Um, alright, well, while we're here, personal apologies for me for not bringing my brain last time. <laughs> uh, when we had our little, uh, run-in with the assassin. The mm. single, the, one of the, one of the single coolest things a monk can do at, at, uh, fourth level is catch, is catch a projectile out of midair. I was thinking that. And I just blew right past it. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, deflect missile. It's like, I don't know what the hell was going through my head, but it's like, surprise or not, surprise round or not, you should have been able to catch that thing, and if you chose to, throw it right back at the dude. And and my mind just completely farted past that and got into initiative rolls, and, like, you didn't even get a chance to do that. So, sorry about that. And then, like, two sentences later, I got a dragonborn scaling a vertical brick wall... (laughs) It, it's a thirty-foot-tall vertical brick wall in two turns, or something like that. And it's like, and all I made him do is like deck saves or athletics or something like that. Mm. In retrospect, I could all you know always say, well, there was a drain pipe there, but I don't know where the hell my head was. I'm so sorry about that, but it, it was listening back to it that I'm thinking, like, all right, so who was here the night you were supposed to be DMing? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, check me on things like that when they, when they appear as if they're gonna get blown by, because you gotta stop me, or, um, or, uh, my brain will just roll further under the couch and I'll never get it, get it out. Aside from that, I, 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 I can't think of, uh, uh, there's probably a couple other places where I was misplacing targets and stuff. I get a little dizzy, even when I've got the initiative order right in front of me, I forget who's aiming at what. Didn't matter. You guys clean that guy's clock. Mm. When he summoned uh, he, when he summoned the uh, pentadrone, I thought, okay, this will give them a run for their money. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> yeah, it got a few co- good couple of rounds in. What was that thing? It was it was a modron. Yeah, it was a modron from uh, the plane of Mechanus. Uh, the, the the name for it is pentadrone. Pentadrone. Yeah. Yeah. Wackety whack. Wow. That's. <laughs> this is the first time. That's a uh, Modron. That's the first time I've, I've had. I've I've seen anybody actually use a uh, Modron. Yeah. Well, I thought they were pretty, kind of pretty cool, particularly since they have the they have the skill of being able to see uh, invisibility. They can't be bribed or talked out of things. And the other cool thing oh. about it, which is kind of a time saver for G, for for DMs if they want to use them, is when they're when they get. Like down to zero hit points, mm-hmm. or killed as you uh, technically, then they burst into smoke. They just huh. explode, so you don't have to worry about like, well, what's what did it have on it? What was it carrying? It's like too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a summoned creature too. Yeah, as a summoned creature, and it didn't, it doesn't have anything on it. Or if it did, it would be a magic item of some kind, I suppose. Yeah. Oh well, never actually got to use its gas weapon. <laughs> gas weapon yeah oh I, yeah I, I, i'm just bringing it up here now yeah that would have been bad <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> would have been nasty i could have given it a little bit of an advantage <clears throat> so i had uh, uh i had the guy spend a little spend a little cash and like give himself some kind of a backup of his own which it turned out he sure should had to use mm-hmm. oh well and and Try, uh, try, um, Rogar hit it successfully with that crossbow and, and 
rolled on the wild magic table, and <laughs> we didn't even get to that. But that'll oh. uh, that'll be easily uh, taken up. Yeah, it'll be easily taken up if and when he's able to arrive. I don't know what's going on tonight. Uh, Hopefully, they remember they have to look through the email link. Well, the response from Trilobite was fresh from today, and Eric expected uh, uh, from Blindgate. This is in case you didn't get my text. I'll be a bit. I'll be a bit late, but I'll be there. Okay. <coughs> okay. Yeah, in that alley, like like that 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 uh, that uh, that that gas attack would have been nasty. Yeah, you are in tight quarters already, so uh, he would have been easily. Uh, he would easily have been able to get at least those that were at deck level in a cone. Yeah. <laughs> Which was most of us. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I totally interrupted anything that Mark was saying. I'm sorry. I just didn't expect, I clicked the link and I did not expect to just be bam, brought into the middle of the call. I thought I would have to, to, uh, you know, select join or something. So that just caught me off guard. So. Continue. I apologize. I guess that's um, why they call it Zoom. Yeah, best, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were just talking about the uh, Pentadrone, the one of the things that we fought last time, and be, be, before that, we were we were uh, we were grousing about Roll Twenty. Ah, yeah, I, I was. I am late. I'm. But, uh, Anna, did you get my did you get my text, or did it send it to your home number? Because I don't know what number I have on file on my in my contacts for you. Let me look and see. Messages. Go back. 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 No, if it's uh, if it's okay. if it was supposed to be a text message, then it's not coming to this phone. Okay, well then I don't know. If email, somebody got it. Email's always reliable. Don't worry, yeah, you because know, right. as long as it goes to that Gmail account, I'm gonna see it. Okay. Um, Man, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm 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 working here, buddy. I can't play with you right now. That's what I gave <laughs> you the rawhide bone for. Just so you'd be uh. preoccupied. <laughs> he wants to share. This pentadrone seems nasty enough. How is it only a challenge rating two? With yeah, with five attacks, seriously? I well, don't know. If there's only and one the of it, attack. and they, I think they assume there are usually five or six people in a party, so maybe they figured. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, a solo a level two solo boss. <laughs> it must be, I guess, the hit point total or something. I don't know. Uh, Thirty-two Holy hit crap, points nice on on, uh, on average, but if you actually roll, it could get up to fifty-five. Yeah. Mm. Armor class sixteen. Yeah, so it's not a wimp to hit either. So no, it's and that gas attack will. <laughs> well, those gas attacks will get anybody. <laughs> Succeed on 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 a DC eleven Constitution saving throw or be paralyzed for one minute. It was crude, but I couldn't resist anyway. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah and a minute is technically ten rounds. Yeah. I haven't got Although the thing in front of me. Does it? That, that you can roll on the end of each of its turns, but that's still... There you go, okay, yeah. You have an opportunity to get out of it so that you're not stuck there for ten rounds. Right. Wow. Now, in, like, first edition, you would have been stuck there for ten rounds, and... <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah? Doggy situation, I'm sorry. Um. Uh, BRB. Won't, mm, be right. a, won't be a sec. All right, all right. Many, I mean, I guess I could just take any of these 12 ciders, but there it is. So while this is going on, I will prepare myself a uh, tasty beverage. Excellent. So I will be right back. All right. There we go. Mike isn't here. Mr. Trilo is not here. I wonder if he's waiting on Skype for getting or something. Yeah, 
this dice may have seen better days. It's time to get a new one, I think. Go. Cat was sitting on my cape and my cord for my headphones. <laughs> there we go. So how are things, Andros? Oh, things aren't too bad. I had my little va- birthday vacation last week. Oh. So, of course, we went to Disney World, and that was very nice. Of course. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go. It's it's sad. I haven't been to Disney World in wow twenty twenty years. It's been about that long for me too. I, yeah. mean, I mean, the last time I went was in the eighties. Yeah, it's been longer technically. It's, it's only about an hour and a half down the road, so right. you know, that does Yeah, and I, I always know when it was because well, first of all, because it was part of my honeymoon, and we were on a on a Disney cruise, and part of it occurred on my birthday. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. and also I always know because when we were there, they had a making of Armageddon uh, oh. thing going on, and so mm-hmm. we went and saw that, and then in the and then of course we saw the movie sometime later, mm, uh, right? But uh, it kind of sets it in a in a firm time placement. Uh, well, you know, not down to the to too specific a time, but it's pretty right. <sighs> okay, back. Sorry. I remember um story from someone who was in the uh, World of Warcraft Raiding Guild, and when she had, um, you know, a, a cat emergency to get away from the computer on, she'd type in real quick, BRB cat on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's oh, that help. makes me, that re- re- reminds me of the old Frank Hayes folk song, Never Set the Cat on Fire. <laughs> well, now I have to find a link to that. <laughs> I will. I, I I I will help look for it. No worries. I'll gladly I'll gladly uh, sample that one. That sounds good. Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff, actually. And as a matter of fact, never set the cat on fire. Lyrics is a uh, autocomplete. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and in fact, I think there are some. Uh, there's a YouTube on here. Let's see. Never set the cat on fire. <laughs> <laughs> BRB Cat on Fire is on autocomplete also. <laughs> Should I get this into the chat? No, oh, Wow, a lot of people are running late. Nikki's not here. Trilobite's not here. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nikki's not going to be able to join us tonight. She's got uh, she's got a, a pinched nerve back situation going on. Ah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, last time I checked, you don't need your back to move your lips. <laughs> so that's no excuse. <laughs> You can go ahead and bust her chops over that next time. <laughs> it's going around, though, apparently. This is the season. Auntie Ed is, uh, Auntie Ed is having uh, back, back uh, troubles, too. Mm. I don't know. Change in temperature. Two days ago, the heat was coming on in this house, and today it was, you know, up in the 80s. Well, we're having the opposite down here. Or over here. I never know whether we're up, down, or sideways, because um, I suck at geography. But, uh, yeah, we went from a heat wave into to this morning. It was uh, 43 degrees. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, summer is over. Over. 43 is winter. Yeah. Cool. I, I hope. You know, if we're lucky enough that 43 is winter, that'll be a nice, nice winter for me. <laughs> wow. Global warming people will be going... Will, will be shitting their pants, but I will be enjoying myself. Okay. <laughs> well, because, you know, I mean, we don't want to get down to the single digits 
in the winter at least. And uh, so, I mean, there are people who have it worse than us, like Minnesota, but still, I don't live in Minnesota, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, well, I certainly hope things are all right with, uh, I, I definitely hope things are all right with Trilobite. My my greatest hope right now is that he is uh, sleeping through this. Yeah, so, it happens. And that's fine, because, yeah, healing up is, healing up is better than... Uh, Staying up late and uh, frolicking with mince pie and eating all manner of foods that don't agree with each other's company and drinking two hot scotches every night. And... I don't know. Well, that, that deal, that's my habits. What about everybody else's? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I wonder if I can add this. Hmm. If it is the same link every time, then there ought to be a way to save it so you don't have to... I mean, I could save the email and just do it like that, I suppose. But well, does it does it uh, do, does it go through a web browser or or something else? Uh, web browser, as far as I know. Yeah, it goes through a a a web browser, and then and then that brings up the the little app that we downloaded. But I don't think I can get to the address. They, wait, well, maybe I can. Let me see. Hang on, Safari's loaded. Yeah, if you go back to that, you if you, if you can bookmark that, you might be able to. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. Absolutely sure. Okay, let's see. How do I? Well, oh, come on, Mac. So we got the perfect audio app to use for our purposes, uh, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, add bookmark. Host attendees. Nope, we're not going to call it something banal like that. We'll call it Gutter Skypes game, just to differentiate it from another any other Gutter Skypes. Oh, actually, I could have kept it the same because there's a description thing right here. Uh, zoom. Well, I'm going to put uh, in the chat for Zoom, I'm going to put that link for uh, audio stuff. When I figured out what the volume problem it was, those first, uh, the top two things in the list are, are like their whole albums. And apparently you don't get your, uh, you won't get your volume control until the entire audio file has loaded itself into your cache, hmm. which is kind of screwy to me, but whatever. It's like, well, why won't you just show the damn... <laughs> Volume control. It's like, no, I haven't finished loading the song, and I'm not going to show you that until the entire thing is in. So maybe I got to break those up into smaller and smaller chunks. In case there's a dynamic shift in the range, we want to make sure we're not blowing people's eardrums out. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I'm just making. I'm just making it up as we as I go. Um, yeah, I may or may not add those things. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I gotta add to this uh, list with some smaller looping ten-minute stuff, so uh, we're not hearing the same damn things over and over again. But whatever, I'll start new age candle and crystal selling background here, and and just go with that for the time being. Um, right, okay. So I'm not gonna use that. Probably better that I don't because it's I think it's copyrighted, like heavily. And you got to get special permission to use it. Ah. One of them is from Pillars of Eternity, and the other one is the, that classic album that Midnight Syndicate came out with, like, decades ago. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I'm, I'm thinking about now, I guess, for us, is uh, having at least a session long enough to deal with... Uh, three of the characters uh, going back to the monastery and then we'll pick it up we can pick it up uh, next time for uh, Rogar and Argante if they can make it 
and then I'll just stitch the two things together. Okay. It may end up being a shorter than normal session, but at least we'll we'll get some gaming in, some time in for the story, the narrative, and the characters as it's supposed to happen, unless folks have other things they want to get into or talk about or do. <laughs> uh, no, because I... <laughs> I was listening to the last uh, session in preparation for today, mm-hmm. and I... And this is no reflection on the game. This is a reflection on it being late at night and me being tired. Fell asleep, and I missed the last 30 minutes, which is the important part I really wanted to check out after the big fight. I wanted to see what had been revealed about. I knew they were trying to assassinate Bone Steel, but I couldn't remember anything else that we had established. So this way, if we're not going to really deal with that, <laughs> then I'm like, cool, I have another a couple weeks to refresh my memory. <laughs> Well, I can I can do some recap on there. I already made my but before you came on, I made my apologies for leaving my brain somewhere else, uh, particularly during the combat. As I mentioned to, uh, as I mentioned to, um, well, we'll get into character names here. As I mentioned to Cuddy, uh, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be able to do his uh, his uh, deflect missile, and I blew past that for God knows what reason. Whatever I was picturing in my mind for how this fight was supposed to take place. I had a dragonborn scaling a brick wall with nothing particular to hold on to in two rounds with nothing but some athletics checks. That should have not, like, actually gone that way. <laughs> a vertical wall is not difficult terrain. It's a vertical freaking wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if he's a monk, he has... Maybe he's got special... No, 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 the, the dragonborn. No, the dragonborn oh, okay. was doing that, you know... He has claws, I guess. Two right, sentences right. later... Yeah, there's any number of reasons it could have happened, and narratively, it's much more picturesque. Oh yeah, it also made sense. I'm sorry. I got a dis. I got an advantage that uh, I won't say it was. I was going to say it was yanked away from me, but that's not fair because I didn't think of it either. So neither of us was paying attention. In fact, it's funny. I say I'm going to fire my short bow, and like a minute earlier, you had said, "Oh, Bone Steel is going to have advantage because he's got these two next to him." Right, and then both of us completely forgot when I made a horrible roll, and I'm listening to the, to the session, you know, I, I, yesterday thinking, or last and you night, rolled again. Thinking, yeah, roll yeah. it again, roll it, <laughs> no, roll it again. Damn it, come on, oh, you know, it's oh, just man. like oh, yeah. So you, this 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 is this is definitely DM school for Adam. No, uh, particularly, no, 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 seriously, particularly when I go back and listen to the things, because if I go back and listen in order to edit the things, it's it's like. Then I can pick up on, you know, because my my head is not scattered in the moment. Yeah. It's like just listening to what went on, and then ah, I can, trust me. yeah. I fully understand. What I'm gonna say. I, it, it is, it's going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but it's. I assure you, it's not. I love the fact that you screw up because it makes me feel better about my own GMing. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say inadequacies, and I feel like I'm insulting you, and I don't mean it that way. I just no, mean, good. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> man, I was doing Star Wars for the MTMJ, and I'm just like, oh my god! I there were so many, several instances where I was like, well, Game Master was asleep at the wheel, so you get that for, for or whatever. I just I let him have it because <laughs> not their fault. I was not paying attention. Uh, things like and and the one thing I have got to 
get better at is improvising dialogue. I hate listening to myself when I'm trying to come up with stuff on the fly because I sound stilted and just God. Ah! Not when I'm just doing it for my character. When it's when I'm it's when I'm trying to play NPCs and I've got a certain amount of information I need to get out, and I still want it to sound, and I'm making stuff up on the fly, and those two things put together, I'm thinking before I speak, and that never works because then it sounds like you're thinking before you speak, and it just sounds like, ah. Uh, so anyway, I don't mean to make this all about me. So I will. But yeah, that's oh, this is this is why this is why the pros get paid for this because <laughs> yeah, really they is. train for freaking years to be able uh, to do this stuff. Yeah, some of them are naturals, but uh, not not many. Or the ones that really make it re- look easy, it's have just spent like decades doing it. Yeah. You know, on stage in front of people, um, and and with no dice. So, so it's like they don't even have that to fall on. No dice, no rules. It's just, here's your situation. Be this character. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, if you're not funny, you're not here next week. Look for another job, <laughs> you know? Cause, uh, be funny or die. Be funny or die. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no worries there. I, I run into the same walls. Some nights I can't find my ass with both hands. Well, you hide it well. Well, thank you. I'll use a flashlight. Continue. To, I'll use a flashlight and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so, so far as the end of the last session went to, if I'm remembering correctly, and I wouldn't swear to this either, uh, you were, uh, heroes enough to not just execute this guy. Although, R- Rogar and Bonesteel were very, very heavily and, uh, uh, much to the amusement of anyone listening, I hope, um, being pretty gruesome about what they could possibly do to this guy right in front of him. <laughs> um, but uh, no, you you opted to uh, you opted to not just like dispatch the guy after having spoken to him for a while. You ran and you got uh, um, you ran and you got Swabo to Billy Bong out of his out of his uh, out of bed probably because he's would probably normally be sleeping late before opening up his shop. Anyway, he came over from the other side of town to cast Zone of Truth on this poor yeah. sucker. So that sodium, you get... We made the sodium pentothal joke, if I remember correctly. We did. We did. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, he failed the saving throw, and he and, and had to... Uh, or was under, uh, in a situation where it would be very difficult for him to just flat-out lie. And at, towards the tail end of the spell... You you actually managed to get from him uh, a reasonably good thumbnail sketch of where the nearest meeting point for the uh, assassins uh, would be in in that area. So he drew you a map. Originally, he was like trying to be sly and thinking, you know what, I'll leave you, I'll lead you to them. But uh, he actually, under the influence of the spell, drew you out a map. So you have a uh, a pretty good idea of the location of the assassins, um, an assassin's meeting point. You got uh, a, a leather cord with a silver dagger, about thumb-sized, a little jewelry representation of a, of a, of a dagger uh, on it that uh, identified him as a member of that guild. And That's, I, right. And That's right. We had a big discussion whether we are going to take it with us or whether we were going to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 
and and four piece uh, four pieces of hematite. You just you know four low level gems. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was pretty much it. He carried no ID on him of any kind. As a matter of fact, I don't think you guys. I'll have to listen again because it's been a while. It's been like I don't know. I guess three weeks, two weeks since I heard it, and uh, I don't think you guys got his name. But he. <laughs> I don't think not. we did. Oh, did we? Maybe. I don't think we did. No. Yeah, I'll be listening again myself. Names don't. Uh, I, I I come up with enough of them, but you know, it's like you know, if anybody did a Wikipedia on this thing, it'd be like twenty six pages long already. I have a quick question about the robot thing that we fought. In case mm-hmm. they, if it's if that was one and done, I guess it doesn't matter. But if they're gonna, if they might come up again, um, I was having trouble. Uh, it's funny. This did not occur to me while we were in the middle of the fight because we were in the middle of the fight, and I was thinking about survival. But like we just established, when you go back and listen, there are things where it's like, wait a second, that I'm having trouble. You said it's shaped like a starfish. And so I have a picture of a starfish, but when I think of a starfish, they're very thin, or they don't have a lot of uh, thickness to them, and yet this one was supposed to be as tall as we are, so I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I can't it's on, pick... It's on four or five metal legs. Okay, that's... There you go. It, that just... It's kind of like supporting a starfish, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that answers my question right there. I was like, I can't... Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to know. It's a weird critter. It is. It's very strange. It's uh, it it uh, the, the classification is a modron, mm-hmm. which apparently is uh, any mechanical uh, creature construct or whatever you want to call them from the plane of Mechanus. Oh, that was the thing you guys were just talking about when I came on. I should have just right. right. Okay, had I known that, I would have just asked the question right then. <laughs> oh well. Um, okay. Well, it's, it's it's All just right. it's just a nifty thing and and what he what he had essentially was a, a, a nodule of some kind I guess it was I don't know fist sized or whatever it was something that if he smashed if he smashed it against a, a surface or threw it down in front of an adversary it would uh, it would summon summon one of these things and it must have cost him a bundle. So this is in the monster manual, or oh yeah, wow it's a oh, yeah it's a thing. It's a yeah. wow! I didn't even know there. I didn't ever expect it, a sci-fi element to enter. Uh, it's an outer planes creature. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. The, the, those things have been around since the Monster Manual two from first edition. I think. Oh, we damned! I had no yeah. idea. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know about him either, really. Okay, but, so then I then this that may not be the opening to a larger mystery that because I was thinking, wow, that's a whole different layer to this campaign. There are mechanical. Monstrosities that uh, the mechanical monstrosities of foot. Well, the the the, the, the the assassin we fought basically had a a uh, one use magic item that acted as a monster summoning device. Right, and it's so it, it, it you know it could have summoned you know infernal pig or something to fight. Right, it, but, but I mean how how well informed are our characters in that we might I don't know whether we know enough to be like oh oh well, that's why I didn't say anything when we yeah. were fighting it yeah. Because that could be something to investigate. Why? How? How did that thing come to be? And who built it? And why it was? How was it summoned? And no, it's, it's a but then I'm thinking culture. like Star yeah. Trek as opposed to D and D. So I don't. It reminded me of an Imperial probe droid, actually, kind of. Kinda. You you might want to read up on Modrons. They're they're both fascinating and and uh in in something you can beat your head against the table for trying to deal with. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're uh, so far as uh, appearance goes, they're 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 less Star Trek, more steampunky. Um, yeah, half um um what do you call it um organic, but uh, half organic, yeah, half organic and half metallic. Yeah, yeah, they're um what do you call it? Manifestations of pure law, supposedly. Yeah, there's no there's yeah, nothing just, you can do. With, I'm sorry, go ahead. It just a, a, a lot of the basic modrons are just kind of shapes. You've, you've got your the well, basically the the uh, tetrahedron, the cube, uh, and such like. Basically, Sphere, living yeah. a, a living a living dice. You can think of it that way. Yeah, they're just really really big and can damage you. Like Wookies, and have not arms as, and legs. Not as friendly. Something like that. No, they they're not. It's not that they're not friendly. They're just totally yeah. indifferent. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're they're de- depending on how they're portrayed, they can also be extremely funny. Yeah. <clears throat> because they they they're they're programmed. They can't be talked out of things or bribed or anything like that. But the one the weirdest thing about them is that um they can only speak to the modron that's either one level higher or lower in the hierarchy. They can't. They, they they can't comprehend a Modron that's more, too far advanced above them. Huh. They got to go through channels. Oh yes, by design. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a fun thing. Well, it was a fun thing to throw in that wasn't made of stone and wasn't a wolf. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> it also proves that bureaucracy is alive and well in the land of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, yeah, the the guy uh, the guy opted to and and confessed pretty much to all of you that uh, that uh, he was like he was going to be for failing this uh, mission and he didn't plan it very well. Mm. He spent a lot of money to prep himself for it, but he didn't plan it very well, and he got very easily rattled and distracted in his uh, in his uh, attempt to draw uh, Bone Steel away. From the inn and uh, to a place where he could uh, do him in. His intention to go down that alley was probably uh, it was probably a, a different turn he was supposed to make, but uh, um, that well placed uh, that well placed effect that uh, that Crowthu um, sent his way uh, rattled him a bit when he nearly like ate ate dirt <laughs> or ate <laughs> cobblestone and mm. caught, caught himself fast enough. And man, did. Argante get to be a badass. <laughs> oh yeah, that was just that was awesome. That's uh, proof that you know it's not. She she calls herself a shitty fighter. It's like it's all in the dice, you know. It's 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 what you roll and what you pick for your spells. I mean, you don't usually think of a bard having a an awesome spell like that, but uh, or at least I never have. Shitty. Yeah, shatter's pretty damn cool. Yeah, shatter's very cool. So uh yeah you left uh, you left him tied to a sh- or rather Rogar lifted him literally chair and all once you were done and um talked to him interrogating him or whatever and just left him tied up in an alley um so that uh he could get out of it at his leisure and then uh, pursue a life someplace else um before uh, rethink his life decisions, yeah. Rethink his life decisions, <laughs> or maybe change his name, change his look a little bit, and maybe try and get into another assassin's guild and do a little better next time. Yeah. But he was, uh, he was the probing, uh, he was the probing attack, the first. Well, you know, I've why? been thinking that something like that would happen, 
some time. We've been running into so many of these weird mm. uh, Argante wannabes and anti-Argante unions that or bone steel, bone steel. I oh, think you be, mean, or, yeah. or bone steel. Right, that's right. Bone yeah. steel. Uh, might as well be Argante too. The way things go. <laughs> Ar- well, Argante's got to have some fan clubs in all the places that she's left too. Hell, yeah. you guys got ap- action figures among the fish people. I- that ought to prove uh, popular if they manage to mass produce those whatever and uh, all the all the portrait paintings and character pics of uh the rogue uh the rogue assassin or the rogue the rogue anything they are always the ones dressed the coolest oh yeah (laughs) they always have the, the slickest black cloaked outfits with the Hidden weapons and the leather and the you know what the cool kids wear. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they, they'd be emulated a lot. Uh huh. Um, we'll we'll uh, we'll postpone we'll postpone the effect of the wild magic table until uh, Trilobite uh, is able to join us. Yeah. But in the meantime, present at the uh, at the end now uh, as Rogar comes back from the alley with the. Uh, <clears throat> with the information from um, the failed assassin that that cord and dagger identify uh, identify the wearer as a member of the Assassin's Guild, um, or at least it was meant to for him, and uh, he just imparted that information to Rogar at the very end of the episode um, as, a, as a way of thanks for not killing him. Mm. And... Uh, there, you, there you have it. Everybody, uh, everybody's there in the inn. It's very, very early in the morning. You have gotten, um, you have gotten a full night's rest, and uh, <clears throat> and you're ready to face the day. Uh, part of what oh. what was on the agenda was to supposedly go to uh, go to the monastery, but you guys don't have to do that immediately. It's your choice. <laughs> Got a full night's rest, except for the annoying nightmares that surely woke us up at some point. Mm. Those those would have been disturbing, sure. Uh, you know what they say about REM sleep. So no matter what kind you get, so long as you get there, um, then you're supposedly in the best kind of sleep. Well, gentlemen, I hate to be a pouty pooper and lovely young lady. Thank you so much again for this opportunity to impress you and... Uh, Impart my skills in your presence. Anything that helps you, well, it makes me glow deeply inside. Please, please visit Because Magic on the other side of town. When you get the opportunity, I will give you a special discount. And he leans over, gives her another kiss on the back of the hand, and and turns around and heads towards the door. Have you a business card, sir? Oh, yes, and gentlemen, you are welcome, too. No, I don't have a business card. <laughs> you might want to consider getting one that is, you know, just like a small piece of parchment, putting your the name of your establishment and the the uh, whereabouts that it can be found, and, and it, it might help, certainly would help us this to uh, <clears throat> remember where <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. Do you remember where you where you are? And despite his tendency to um, glance in the direction of men and his, have his uh, eyeballs kind of like slide off of them as if they're Cthulhu, 
<laughs> and, or as if they don't exist. Uh, uh, he actually heard the sentence you just said, and one eyebrow arches and thinks to himself, hmm, <laughs> that is not a bad idea. That could be very good for business. And he mutters to himself, nods to you half, uh, half-heartedly and just um, makes his way out the door. Okay. All right. The smell of food, uh, um, breakfast being prepared. Uh, apparently, uh, whoever was in the kitchen was oblivious to the interrogation going on in the in the common room, mm. or has, is used to hearing voices out there and didn't particularly connect it with anything <laughs> it's violent. That, it's that TV sitcom conve- or drama, for that matter, convention of somebody's in the other room, but just because you're talking a little quietly. They yeah, don't hear you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Unless it's convenient for the plot that they do, in which case, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> or having or, or having an elevator broken for twelve years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, so some folks, uh, some of the workers of the inn are starting to show up and uh, go about their business, put on their aprons, take down the stools, nod happily to you, and uh, start. Uh, just start putting out the mugs and the food. They put it out on a sideboard. Um, rather than take breakfast orders this early in the morning, you just make the food readily available for anybody to come down and pick at, like a uh, businessman's. Ah, continental. Yeah, continental. Businessman's buffet, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll grab myself a pot of molasses and dig in. Cool. Yeah. If there's nothing further you wanted to get into it, get into with each other, then we can uh, um, cut to the chase and have you already uh, approaching the main building of the monastery because you've already taken the trip and we had that montage. Oh well, there, there's one thing I think that. Um, there we go. I was thinking um, before about um, how it occurred to me that um, there had been so many of these. Um, um, uh, Emulators, as it were, that um, I was—they were bound to get violent sooner or later. And I'm wondering if there's anything we should do to uh, uh, keep our eyes open to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen in the future again. Hmm. Any any uh, any ideas along those lines about what we could do to try and I don't know if if it's even possible to. Do, uh, This is kind of a phenomenon, you know. What can we do? What can, yeah. we, do? What can we, do? we do to, to help not be killed by random assassins, bone steel, <laughs> <laughs> or random bone steels? Is the case? I maybe. don't know why you're looking at me that way. I had nothing to do with this. I mean, I did, but I don't. <laughs> That's I didn't... true. Well, I didn't we, ask we could, for this, damn it. We could fake your death and change your name. <laughs> I have to establish a whole new rep again. And and iron cartilage is so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> little, little bits of sausage and, and uh, um, fork, wooden forkfuls of, of scrambled eggs are making their way to... Uh, the respective mouths of Rogar and Argante, but mm. their faces, unmoving, even as they're feeding themselves breakfast, are inches, <laughs> are inches away from Bone Steel's face as they just <laughs> stare steadily at him. Uh, 
enjoying their breakfast and listening to what's going on, kind of nodding emphatically in agreement. Ah. I had nothing directly to do to do with this. Hmm. That's okay. It, it will be even worse if the people who might be after me ever show up. Ah. I thought all of your enemies were dead. I hope. And I wish upon you the same compassion and sympathy that those <laughs> around here have shown me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll be too. We'll be far too busy if if that happens. Mm-hmm. See, part of the problem is is that you don't dress like a commoner. When you dress like a commoner, people tend not to notice you. Well, I could always. I mean, I suppose I could remedy that at least for the time being. I'm sorry, I'm opening this damn package and it's coming over the microphone, I'm sure. So let me... Mm. Uh, I could all... Pretend we're sitting in front of a roaring fire. That's what... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Rogar place, uh, sets down uh, sets down the wooden fork and places a hand on his weapon and kind of glances around the room. Uh-huh. And and then uh, and leans towards Krothu. There are people after you. Not on this continent. Okay, I was un, un, unmuted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not on this con- continent, hopefully. Well, that's what I said. And <laughs> look where we are. Uh... God, I want some of that bacon. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is the ultimate evil, but that will be coming for all of us. So that oh, doesn't count. You are such a cheerful man. <clears throat> you you have spoken of this before, this ultimate evil. Would we recognize it if we saw it in the street or any of these others? So, it's a, it's assuming woman, they, no doubt. Assuming they came from <laughs> the other continent. I don't know for certain. We definitely could tell when the during the fall of my temple. And I could tell last night in my nightmares. Far clearer than we ever did then. Well, you can't put too much stock. Those are just dreams, man. I mean, that's not to say that these things are actually going to come to pass. Perhaps. I certainly hope not. I mean, mine... Are, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't want to relive... <sighs> well, who, whoever would. Prison oh. walls are not kind things. Mm. No, I mean, being confined is never a good thing. That's one of the reasons why I became a sailor, you know. Just nothing but freedom. That's what you, that's what boats me. Well, speaking of nightmares, we should probably get uh, get uh, back to the monastery and uh, get that part of our obligation satisfied. Yes. It does not appear that uh, Rogar and Argante are quite finished yet. I suppose they will catch up with us. Mm-hmm. They actually, uh, they're, 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 um, they're, they're standing. Uh, they've, they've set the, they've taken the last sips of their, uh, morning coffee. Ah. Or ale, depending on what it was they, they ordered. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, att- attendants or, or, uh, or waiters or waitresses. Actually, no, it, it's a waiter this morning comes by uh, with uh, a quick look at the table, writes up a writes up a check, starts to hand it to you when uh, almost out of nowhere, um, Yola Voilpanger um, with a, a, a almost uh, almost humming a tune. Um, glances over and uh, uh, quickly snatches the check out of the out of the uh, waiter's hand and uh, tears that up and uh, bows to the whole group of you and said uh, I hope you'll be staying longer or rather if it's Ayola he said I, I hope you'll be staying longer Seems somewhat likely at this point. Yes. Excellent. Your rooms will be kept for you. No charge to these people. And then he moves. Uh, he moves back behind the bar and starts helping the rest of his uh, team set up for the day. Well, thank you for that, my good man. He's busy uh, bustling about, smiles, nods, and continues. I am ready to face this. I'm ready to face this encounter with the old woman. Ah. Yeah, I suppose I am too, Argante says as she slings her loot over her shoulder. And if that's if if that's the case, then uh, we'll uh, we'll um, do a fast-paced montage. Move that little dial along the video that makes everybody go in high speed. <laughs> and you will have uh, found yourselves back at the grounds of the Stillwater Monastery. Where uh, where you see pretty much everything you did before, except uh, there's no one, particular, no one in particular up or in attendance uh, along the, uh, the avenue. Along the uh, boulevard uh, of, of well-kept gardens and buildings, but there are acolytes outside the main doors of that main building where you met Otaka, and they stand very much like the acolytes did outside on, on the outside gates. They simply smile, observe that you're there, and say nothing, uh, waiting to hear what you have to say. Madam, we are here to fulfill our oblig- obligatory nightmare. Uh, that sounds wrong. <laughs> our obligatory, <laughs> <laughs> our obligatory uh, discussion with you. I I apologize. Uh, who is it that you had a discussion expected from? What's the name? The the acolyte says, uh, in confusion. The healer. What was her name? Uh, Jim. Jim. That's yep. right. That's exactly right. Ah. Yes. You seek the healer. One moment. And the acolyte uh, opens <clears throat> the doors and actually invites invites you in. Hmm. And you see the same, uh, the same, um, simple elegance of the interior of this large main building here in the monastery. And the acolyte moves along 
<clears throat> along the halls until he comes across one of the rooms where she's uh, attending to uh, one of the patients there. And then, uh, and then she approaches. Bows, uh, bows at uh, the whole group of you. You turn the bow. Mm-hmm. I am, I am very pleased that you decided to, uh, that you've decided to share with me something of value, something tangible, something worth exploring. Thank you. I don't know if nightmares are considered tangible, but if you believe them to be so, then such shall they be. Please follow me. She walks down, uh, she walks down the hall, past all the, uh, recovery rooms and, uh, chambers and cells of, uh, um, folks that they've been, uh, taking care of, and some are just regular sleeping quarters for, uh, the higher level or longer tenured monks that are there, and starts up a long set of stairs that doubles back on itself until you're probably about three, three or four levels up to the top floor top floor of the main building which is about a third uh, about a third as large as the bottom level but there's a set of double doors in a kind of a it's it's in the center of the building and there's a balcony like situation that runs around the entire outside of it um, giving a giving a view of the the whole monastery grounds railed in very pleasant very clean and then turns uh, turns to look at you again. You may, if you wish, share your nightmares one at a time, or you may all enter and share it in the presence of your entire party. But you must come to an agreement as to which. I would not presume to separate any of you from your friends while you are while you are participating in the revelations. Mm. Or you may feel that they are too private or something you do not wish others to know. It is your choice. Oh, I don't have an objection unless either of you do. I don't. No. For God's sake, our players are going to hear it all anyway. We might as well <laughs> <laughs> avoid the metagaming. Uh-huh. Quite right. <laughs> okay, so what? Do we? If, in that case, do we roll I'm to see sorry. who goes first? <laughs> One moment. We'll, uh, we'll get ourselves situated first. Right. If you would, please remove your footwear. You may carry any possessions or weaponry or anything else you care to hold on to, but <clears throat> I would ask that you uh, remove boots, shoes, or sandals. All right. This we now do. <laughs> and she, uh, she lifts a hand towards the double doors, which swing slowly open. They're very simple very simple uh, shaker-style doors with uh, just a simple rectangle around the outside, um, flawlessly white, 
just one recessed panel in each door, no knobs, but when she lifts a hand, the, the, the two of them just swing slowly open without a sound whatsoever. And as you, uh, as you enter, um, there's a chamber within that's perfectly octagonal, um, eight flat walls, perfectly symmetrical, uh, with the double doors being in uh, the eighth wall. And once everyone is in and the doors are closed, uh, taking in the room, what you see is, uh, uh, first of all, what you're walking on and more of an understanding of why she asked you to remove your footwear is it's almost as if you're standing on a mirror. It's pure black, absolutely slick. Um, pristine and polished black. You don't know whether it's onyx, you don't know whether it's glass, you, you just know that it reflects, it reflects, um, without any distortion. Black didn't, um, this is a kind of a dumb time to ask this, I suppose, because I should just accept it, but, uh, I'm curious. I thought black was by its nature more opaque and white was clear therefore you could see through it or it could reflect so am i my understanding of this incorrect mm. white can be opaque oh huh i'll be damned okay yep learn something new every day i yeah. think i think any surface uh um with a with a, a layer of uh a transparent uh, hardness that's polished well enough will reflect uh, like a mirror, not quite, uh, not quite as, um, uh, not quite as uh, exact as a regular silvered mirror used in uh, um, in uh, uh, bathrooms or changing rooms. Oh, or we're anything talking like reflectiveness, not transparent. Yeah, it's not transparent. It's uh, it's okay. a black black mirror. Um, that the entire floor consists of, and you'll also uh-huh. note that the all eight walls of the octagon shape of this chamber are the exact same black polished material. Uh, in perfect, we enter the octagon. You have entered the octagon. It's <laughs> it, and it essentially you're inside a pillbox of black mirror because the ceiling is precisely the same. Huh. Um, the difference, uh, the only thing, uh, the only thing within the chamber interrupting its simplicity and emptiness are mats, uh, small kneeling mats that are in the exact center of the chamber. And, uh, almost like a spindle, as if the whole thing was going to turn like a zoetrope. But of course, it's just this stand, essentially, is a candle stand. Or is it? <laughs> is is or is not <coughs> a candle stand? Almost like a coat tree with a with a wooden plate at the top of it, holding a simple uh, a simple wax candle, a simple white wax candle, um, new, a brand new candle. It's only about uh, it's about a foot tall, and uh, if you walked up to it. It would probably come to just a just a little bit above head height, even for Krothu. Hmm. Uh, so in in um, 
in total darkness for everyone except for Krothu, uh, Jim, Jim Jim sets herself down slowly and carefully on one of the kneeling mats and gestures for the rest of the party to do so as well. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> she uh, begins to gesture toward the candle and stops herself and realizes she doesn't have to expend the energy because her intent is to light the candle and nods in Krothu's direction um, almost as a polite and wordless request and I light the candle and the rest of the group watches uh, as Krothu with a simple gesture and a bit of concentration Mm. sets the candle alight and the instant it happens the reflection of the candlelight bounces from one mirror to the other mirror in all eight opposite directions and continues on again and again and again Mm. repeated into infinity um, just as any light source or reflection with two mirrors held in opposites um, repeat themselves into infinity reflecting back and forth again and again and it even it it even manages manages to um, to do the same in the ceiling and the single the one single candle manage, manages to light this entire chamber uh, which is something like uh, something like 20 feet across as uh, as Jim Jim settles herself back and nods a polite thank you at Krothu you have you have come to repay me you you are under no requirement to do so and I am grateful I am grateful that you have chosen to volunteer this as I've said I document these realities so that I and the forces of light become stronger by knowing the enemy wherever it is found any among you may begin first but while you are deciding simply clear your minds of as much trivia small small thoughts images of nothingness sweep them away and concentrate entirely on your breathing and what occurred in your dreams last night breathe in and breathe out and let your body relax shall i start then sure go ahead okay well yes i had a dream last night it started very much like a dream i've had many times in the past i was in a cave it was dark i was trying to find my way out but last night's dream was different it was more vivid i could see more detail i could see the water glistening on the surface of the rock as I groped my way through the darkness. At last, I came to a lake underground, stagnant, foul. And as I looked and contemplated this sight, which I had never seen before in my life, suddenly tentacles came out of the lake. That is where my dream ended. Jim Jim listens 
very patiently and her eyes fixed on you as you uh, relay what happened stands slowly and reaches out a hand to you Um, taking hold of your hand she moves slightly away from the center of the chamber you can see these flickers of light reflected within the chamber much like the many different realities that can exist the core the core and center of who you are is a focal point for an infinity of worlds an infinity of possibilities they join they meet at where you consider yourself conscious watch the candle reflected in its infinitude on these walls and picture the dream the nightmare in your mind and as you picture exactly what it was you told her mm-hmm. of the mirrors start revealing precisely the cave that you were in the slickness of the walls you could almost walk through the cave and the rest of the party remaining kneeled on the mats also can observe what it, what it was you described each with their own mental image but most of them converging as some of the lights reflected in some of the mirrors start extinguishing and the picture of what it was you had your nightmare of takes over in their place she leads you along a semicircular area of the room to the point where you reach the brackish disgusting water that had the tentacles come out of it is this what you saw it is and what did you feel while you were witnessing it it was wonder that such a thing could be possible for one thing one thing and then i could perceive detail that even though my dream was very detailed i could see more here the the feeling of dread of something waiting older than time itself but weirdly i did not feel fear i felt more curiosity i faced the many creatures of the deep but this was different somehow a small sigh of relief a small sigh <laughs> small mm-hmm. sigh of relief escapes jim jim mhm as she observes the tentacles as they're reaching out toward you uh, particularly because you exhibited more curiosity toward this strange thing toward this vileness though alive this is a reassuring sign it is ancient life of this kind that lives in darkness that moves in ways so strange and alien to us though it 
though it may kill. Your curiosity and lack of fear reveal to me that what you found is an element of darkness, not an element of evil. This is nature. This is something that happens. You recognized it for what it was. It may not be something that everyone seeks out. It may not be pleasant, but it is not intended harm. It is life thriving on death, just as we do. We cannot exist without eating, and thus we thrive on death no matter what the diet is. This is not intended evil, it is simply the cycle of opposition. Your dream connected you with forces of darkness, and you are to be commended for not succumbing to fear simply because you did not know what it was, and you are to be commended for your curiosity. If the creature were to attempt to kill you, to subdue you, to devour you, and all of your bright lights that come with you, by that I mean your friends here, what do you suppose you would do? That, that would be easy. Find a way to, to defend my fellows against any danger. If there were a mystery here that needed to be discovered, I knew that with my friends, we would discover what we needed to find out. Again, very commendable. Your waters run still. You, as powerful as you are, Cuddy, are a very good example of power in responsible hands. She waves her, uh, she waves her hand, and the candle, the reflected candlelight from the single candle reappear in all the mirrors that surround the room, and your vision of this deep underground creature dissipates and kind of fades back into the blackness of the mirrors. Ah. Uh -huh. And she bows before you and thanks for having displayed this and, uh, revealed it to her. Okay. <laughs> yes, much, much better. All right, well, I'll bow and then go back and sit down and wait she, to see what happens next. <laughs> she returns to her place and doesn't look or make eye contact with anyone, simply, simply waits for whoever is next that wishes to share. I'll go next. <clears throat> I'm asking you wanted a Rochambeau for it. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. My dream took me back to the fall of my temple. It was a long siege, and when the walls were finally breached, the uh, 
Some of the masters took us novices into the libraries where they were, uh, they would give each of us uh, volumes to t- and scrolls to take so that the knowledge of the monastery would be preserved despite what was happening all around us. They would be sent from there into the secret passages out of the of the temple. There was fire everywhere outside as the walls were reached. Uh, and as Master Gowan was handing me the scrolls and the, the books that I would take with me, the doors of the library burst open and a figure strode inside. His face in my dream was obscured. He taller by a couple of heads again, more than, than myself. And he wore the robes of our order. Master Gowan told me to leave now and turn to face him. But he did not last long. The intruder merely knocked him aside and he crumpled against the wall. And then the intruder motioned and fire leapt through the, the shelves of the re- remaining volumes and even the these very scrolls in my hands. I dropped them from the sudden fire and the last things that I remembered from my dream were looking down at the scrolls burning at my feet and looking back up at whatever this was facing me. And that was where the nightmare ended. By the time Krothu completes his verbal rendition of his nightmare, the black mirrors have all transformed into walls of flame. There is no heat emanating from them, but the burning um, psychosomatically causes uh, causes you all to feel as if the temperature of the room has gone up, as if you're in an oven, as if you're surrounded by these flames, though you know they're not there. Jim Jim doesn't uh, doesn't stand, but locks eyes with Crowthu. What's your nightmare? A repeating of a memory of true past events as they happened? Parts of it. Master Gowan did bring the novices into the the libraries to carry away the contents of, of our libraries when the walls were breached. I did carry away successfully some of these scrolls and and books that our library contained. There were rumors afterwards that there was a traitor within the order. In some of the villages where I tried to hide some that had a relationship with our temple, they some of them even assumed that I was the traitor. Because I did not look exactly as they do. A look of deep sadness washes over her face as she hears that, and she breathes deeply. 
and then stands and moves towards the outer walls which now appear to be flaming um, scroll shelves and book repositories turning to ash. You can almost hear the crackling and the falling of beams as the structure itself starts to crumble in the immolation. Then the figure that appears in your nightmare is a body that you give to the evil. The evil that you knew was intended. Very obviously your dream was not of simple darkness. It was not of the natural order that is the opposite of light. But it was intended. It did not just happen. How did you feel when Master Gowan was struck down by this thing and it set a light to the library? Equal parts terror at the sheer power it exhibited in that moment and fury at the destruction not just of the master the temple but the knowledge and she waves a hand and almost in three-dimensional realistic clarity the body of your the body of your master Gowan is off to the side on the floor and a figure starts to emerge from the black glass picture it in your mind the size the shape the fabric that it wore, the sound that it made when it walked. Let us bring it before us all. And as you concentrate, the exact same figure from your dream, as close as it could possibly be remembered, is rendered visually real within the room. I ask you, Crothul, what would be your action now were you to be who you are at this moment and in the company of this brave group you travel with? What would be your intentions and how would you proceed? I would stand against this to the best of my ability. I would hope they would join me. There's a nod of ascension and agreement, um, brief vocal affirmatives from both Rogar and Argante. And Bone Steel as well. And the Grothus have nods to acknowledge their doing so. As these realities reveal themselves, try to recall those simple dreams. All of us have them, not necessarily nightmares, where we find ourselves awake, aware, 
alive and moving within a reality that is almost but not quite the same as the one we're in. We awaken in a house that's very nearly the same as the one we went to sleep in, but slight changes are in evidence here and there. Windows where there were no windows, perhaps an enclosed porch, perhaps the furniture is different, perhaps our name is not the same, or what we do. These are examples of our minds as crossroads linked to all these variations of who we are in a million worlds. In your nightmare, Krofu, you stood before this being and witnessed it destroying the library. And if you should come across it again in the company of these bright lights among which you are one, you will defeat it in this reality and snuff out its existence in a million more. That is something to keep us hope and something to remember should you find yourself able when you dream of this again. And she begins to raise her arm as if dismissing the vision and thinks better of it and nods once again in your direction. I return the nod. Take the stance that you have learned from nature. Take the power that this reality, this world, this existence has been teaching you since you came into the company of these other bright aura beings. The thief, the bard, your fellow monk, the proud dragonborn warrior. Your light grows brighter. All of your lights grow brighter and form something greater than the sum of your parts. And you grow in power. You're living it. You must have noticed it, I'm sure. So long as you continue to fight this kind of intended evil, your powers will grow greater still. So, Krothu, take the stance that you have learned and any one of your attack powers and destroy this vision. I will not simply wave it away, but leave it to you. And she steps back away as the faceless being that set fire to your library wavers in front of you. And of course, I managed to use my... <clears throat> it's still the same day as the fight in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. I will resort to uh, taking a stance, moving forward with a flurry of of, uh, of uh, blows. I don't have quite enough to do the fist of unbroken air that I would normally have done with something like this. Uh -huh. I and take the yeah the uh, what I've learned from from that portion and. Do so. And as you move in for the attack, your your blows don't seem to meet an incorporeal, simple vision. 
and the rest of your party actually hear the echoes of the impacts of your slamming into the body of this creature. And it sounds as if you've uh, decimated a flesh and blood foe, but to your ears and to your fists, it feels as if you're shattering, shattering glass, shattering something far more fragile. And for a moment, you're almost afraid that you've laid into one of the walls of this chamber and smashed a black mirror, but it's not the case. You're too close to the candle. However, the vision that you shared with this ancient elder, uh, elderly human healer breaks apart like glass works, and the flames die down, and the mirrors return, reflecting the candle infinitely in eight, nine, ten different directions. She takes a deep breath and bows to you and returns to her, returns to her mat. I bow to her and I return to mine. <clears throat> Ah, well, I guess it's, it's, it's my turn, is it? <laughs> uh, the boy and a friend led me to a surprise birthday party. When the lights turned on, I was naked and everyone saw me and laughed. And he's lying through his teeth. I don't know how you want to handle that as... Uh, I don't even know if I need to... If I should roll for that. That's why I'm letting you know and not just... Because I... Mm-hmm. I don't know how the healer would will respond to that. I don't know if you want me to roll or something or just... I don't... Interesting. Actually, I don't... Well, well, I'm just going to shut up. That... He, he is lying. Mm-hmm. Here, can I ask a question? This is um, out of character. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I'm just wondering if your character is lying because um, maybe he didn't dream at all, or maybe his dream was so awful he doesn't want to uh, remember it. It's Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Especially after seeing how everybody has had to relive, and he's just, I don't want to relive this. There's just, I don't. And so, not out of malice or spite or even sneakiness, he just does the rogue thing and mm-hmm. tries to lie his way out of the situation. Huh. Adam, are you muted? Yes, of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Young man, is it truly chagrin and embarrassment that you find so terrifying? (sighs) Why, Why would I lie about something like that? Well, it's possible that you would not like your dream to be re-envisioned and displayed here within the room among these mirrors unless you have a particularly attractive naked body (laughs) (laughs) before the 
before the funny part of that comment, when she says that about not wanting to see the dream, he he kind of looks away. You can't he can't look at her. She drops her voice a little bit and almost a an almost an inaudible whisper very near you. The offer that I put forth before we entered this chamber, I will make the offer again. You may request that your friends exit and remain outside while you share the nightmare with me. Or you may elect not to share the nightmare. As I have said before, you are under no obligation to me or to this monastery. It is your choice, Bone Steel. Oh, no. A, a deal is a deal. I just... I forgive me, please. I'm just not looking forward to the... <clears throat> I was riding in a carriage. And carriage fell over a cliff. And in a way that only happens in dreams, I was... I was somehow transported away just as the carriage hit and crashed. And next thing I knew, I was in an amphitheater full of people. And, uh, I was, I was quite naked, though. Um, that part was true. And, uh, he... It was it was a courtroom, and I knew again the way only happen, happens in dreams. I knew that I had been. I was not only naked physically, but I had been. I was naked before the court, and the judge. The, there was a judge, and then off to the sides there were there were. Head count here. I don't want to get this wrong, and then there'd be like, who's the extra person? There, there is the, um, let's see. How many are in our five, right? And then Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There were five people in hooded cloaks and masks, and the and the judge banged his gavel and said, "Call me by my real name, which I will not utter here." And he said, "You have been." found to be you have been charged with the crime of being a fraud a dupe and you shall be revealed if this jury reaches a verdict to be exactly as you truly are as the jury in fact reached a verdict and the jurors all said guilty Judge said, you will now remove your masks that he may look upon his accusers and his damn player, can't think of the right word, his, the ones that take an accusation and it is no longer just an accusation, it is whatever, whatever the word is, I can't think of it. I know there is one, but it's not coming to me, so we'll move on. His jury and his prosecutors? That's okay, his accusers and his prosecutors. Mm. <laughs> and so 
first mask is removed and it was it was you, Cuddy. Second one was removed. And it was Rogar. Third one. I meant four people, I'm sorry, I said five because I was forgetting I'm one of the five. <laughs> the third one removed the mask. It was Arcante. She couldn't look at me. Rogar me in the face and then turned to the side and spat a black viscous aisle on the floor and then he too would not look at me and the last mask was Mark I'm sorry I can never remember your character's name it's one of those yes rest of the court audience Shouting my name and laughing scornfully, derisively, joking about how I was never the thief that I had claimed that that reputation had claimed me to be, and I was nothing. But that guards took me in the chains that I was bound in, and next thing I know, I was in a prison cell, and I felt spiders insects crawling all over me. I won't spare you the graphic details, I'm sure we'll get to experience them in all their splendor and glory. They were eating me alive. And I woke up screaming. Jim Jim inhales, inhales deeply once again and then slowly rises from her mat. The ending, the ending to your nightmare is simply a manifestation of natural darkness being equated with the evil of fear, the evil of terror. The dread of what your final destination would be in such a situation. Your mind gave shape to that. You have obviously very, very astutely placed those that you travel with in the role of jury. The most important part of what invaded your mind last night in your sleep were the thousands were the faces were the audience that beheld you stripped clean even after death in whatever form it would take slain in battle or smashed in a carriage and as she waves her arm towards the mirror takes you by the hand and moves you in that direction. You find yourself on the stage, the point of view 
doesn't display bone steel in the raw, it simply displays an audience and faces in all eight mirrored walls of the chamber, faces looking at from floor to ceiling, top to bottom, actual size, hundreds of them, then growing smaller, thousands of them. Indistinguishable at first, she turns to you and asks, and how did you feel when this, the core of your nightmare, the observation of these thousands, unknown strangers staring in at you, how did you feel? I felt they were correct. As soon as she hears you say this, the faces come into clear focus, and they are, of course, all your face. Identical. Each and every one of them. Slight variations in the hood, slight variations in the clothing from the shoulders up, which is all that can be seen as they lean forward and peer at you. Judging. Staring. Scowling. Shaking their heads in disapproval. Some sneering in amusement. This is something that you have faced for a very long time. I believe, Bonesteel, that you have had this nightmare on many occasions. But the change in it, tell me about the change, the jury. Yeah, usually the jury is not people I know. They're just... They don't have faces. And now they do. This is more evidence that your light is growing brighter as well. Many different colors will enter a prism. Many different colors will pass through a focus of reality to come out on the other side as pure white and very strong and a force for good. You could be considered one of the darker colors, lower in our estimation of purity, but still in all you combine with the others to make this white light. And I believe, though of course, I am not all-knowing, but I believe that your jury now has faces because you care. This is a good thing? <laughs> this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to stop living the nightmare. Because I don't believe it completely goes away when the sun rises and you come to wakefulness. This is not a force of darkness or a force of intended evil. But it is a toxic and corrosive element within you that can only be destroyed not by your skills, but by your trust. Your trust in these new companions. Take the opportunity 
These thousands of faces cannot be destroyed by them or by you, no matter what kinds of attacks and magics you make use of. They can only be washed away by your revelation of who you are to the rest of your group. And this need not be done immediately. But if these nightmares are to end and your living nightmare is to end, it must happen at least sometime. The choice is yours. She waves her arm and the faces of the audience, the thousands that are staring in, eyes locked on bone steel, scowls, sneers, snickers, and accusations and all fading, moving back away into the darkness and blackness of the mirrors to be replaced by the multitude of reflected candles in the infinity of realities as she returns to her mat. I bow. She nods in your directions. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. nod and I go back to my or actually I'm not I don't remember if I even yeah I guess I left I <laughs> all this happened I forgot um, I go rejoin my friends the candle is halfway burnt down by now but still as bright as it was when Crowthu lit it And I think maybe we should probably call it here so that when we pick up the narrative, the last two can share their nightmares and the story can continue. Hey. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know it's a somewhat foreshortened game night and uh, there wasn't a hell of a lot of dice rolling going on, but this was mainly for the benefit of character development and revelation and... <laughs> Getting across what uh, each each of you were supposed to uh, have at your core, hmm. or at least a piece hmm. of it. However, um, Jim Jim will tilt ahead a little bit and uh, and nod toward Cuddy, mm-hmm. who has already shared the nightmare of the tentacles. Mm. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah. yeah. Her nod is accompanied by an otherworldly sound effect. <laughs> As it is, you know. Yeah. As it does, you know. Yeah. Hmm? I can't... I can't really go... Is there... We good? Is there another... Is there another dream in your recent past? Is there another nightmare that you may have had not too Hmm. long ago? Is there? 
and the focus of worlds is very strong where you are conscious, the seat of your mind, where your spirit joins your body. You are a crossroads to all these infinities, but one in particular, this one, has invaded your dreams. Her what? eyes are her eyes are closed as she's just facing your direction. Did did we have something else in the game that we were all having a similar dream? I'm trying to remember if something like that had happened. No, she's focused particularly on Cuddy. Okay. Ah. No, the the only dreams I have lately are the vague feeling that I'm searching, but I don't know what I'm searching for yet. Most, most people feel that way. She nods and slowly opens her eyes. Very well, then. I'll work on attuning myself to higher perceptions and try to see more clearly. And, of course, yeah. I can do that yeah. better now because of what you all have shared. Yeah. In the meantime, I'll write down any dream I think might be significant and anything I discover that I might need to fuck over with you, I will. That would be a blessed gift. I would be in your debt. She turns to look at... Um, yeah, she turns to look at Rogar. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll call, uh, that's where we'll call the game. Okay. <clears throat> nice, Thank, a nice, nice light, <laughs> yeah, nice, light hairy hair. flight of yeah. adventure. No, I, I, it was awesome. Flight of fancy. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta switch out of this new age music here because this is, <laughs> this has gone on for, <laughs> gone on for a bit too long. Let me take this down here. There we go. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. everybody. That was um, that was uh, at least three quarters of the w- three fifths of the way through <laughs> <laughs> what we were meant to get through tonight, and uh, it looks looks like there'd be uh, there'd be about enough time to get the other two nightmares in before we would have had to call it anyway. Yep, I was just thinking mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's probably going to end up happening is we'll get through those two, and then we'll be able to continue the narrative and probably have some kind of an encounter. That uh, that's gonna need some dice rolled, but that'll depend on what you guys do uh, in in uh, in that particular session. Excellent, good deal. I'm so I'm I'm so glad we were able to do that. All right, where are we at here? We're looking at the 26th. All right. The 26th of September. Holy crap! I know. Yeah. Years flying by. That's a... <laughs> Shooters Bone Steel said, they take me to a birthday party, turn on the lights, and I'm naked. <laughs> I was thinking, well, that'll be cool to show in the mirrors. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <clears throat> well, I was then, trying to think of something that was just sort of banal like that. Was Really? That's what you, mm-hmm. that really? Because mm. uh, I figure, you know. No, that was good. That was good. He's, he's trying to, he's, you know, trying to come up with something, anything. So usually we're not at our best when we're with that kind of mm. desperation and guilt simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I look back at my emails and I don't see anything from Trilobite, so um, I truly, truly hope that he's all right. And uh, and um, 
best case scenario, simply uh, uh, slept through or or whatever had had some other real life thing that uh, had to it's take weird. Away I just I just okay. got some emails from him that was not just to me. They were for our, from our group, but I didn't check the time as to when they were sent. So they could have been sent a couple hours ago, and I just didn't see them until right yeah. before the game. So well, it wouldn't be the I'm, first time he sent an email earlier in the evening, and then yeah. 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 Oh no. There's no accusation here. I'm just saying. I thought it was. It, I, I was surprised he wasn't here because I just read stuff from him. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could be as simple as he, uh, wherever he is, he could, he was unable to connect. So you know, we'll see. We'll That's find out. Too. We'll find out next time through emails, or hopefully, if he can join us again next time. And Are you going to combine this session with the next one, or because I was thinking? Yeah, could, probably. Okay, because it might help them to have a chance to hear what we did with our nightmares. That's true. I should probably just send an MP3 to each of them that just contains that section. It wouldn't be two hours long, and they'd have time to. Oh, that's know, true. <laughs> you know, I'd I'd, uh, I'd just cut right to the chase of where uh, uh, they entered, where you guys entered the chamber. And also, it'd give them a chance to react, even if it's, mm. um, even if it's later, they could at least react to what they've heard. Yeah. In character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Awesome job, okay. everybody. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you. Likewise. That was that was some good stuff. Crowthu, Crowthu, and Crowthu in particular for uh, um, um, character backstory, mm-hmm. and Cuddy for uh, Cuddy for the opportunity to offset the idea of darkness as evil rather than darkness as just simply darkness, mm-hmm. because a hell of a lot of nightmares are like that. Yeah. It's like the whole spiders and scorpions and snakes and, 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 you know, underground caves and crap like that. It's like, it's just there. It just is. You know, it's not like something that comes after you or intends purposefully to do you harm because it enjoys it. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a variation of, uh, variation of light, which also, again, is, is one of those things where it's, uh, not always, uh, not always an, an indicator of good, but that's old news. That's an old trope. Though, uh, though it's, you know, passed by in some of the simpler games. Hmm. Who knows? I'm looking at, yeah, I gotta, I gotta improve this music list. Alright, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really gotta improve this mu- music list. Even at 10 minutes, looping something again and again and again like that. Yeah, you gotta go, gotta throw some variation in there. Oh well. Keen, thank you, thank you, everybody. Take care, everybody. If there's yeah, if there's no new news or or any other uh, um, stuff that uh, folks want to get into, then we'll just call it here and give it an early night. I can't think of much. All right, excellent. Thanks, everybody, again, and uh, everybody, stay cool, uh, stay safe, and I'll see you in two weeks. All right. right. Take care, everyone. Good night. Night, folks. Bye, bye. Bye. You can hear me. Hello. (laughs) Only just a little bit of echo. Not bad. Just a little. Look if I want to switch to a different microphone. No, I like this microphone. Bugger off. (laughs) 
It didn't ask no, you how no it, it didn't ask you what color it was, how it was decorated, whether it was your favorite. It just assumed, right? Typical software. <laughs> yeah. Stop assuming. Just because it doesn't like my ratty old headset doesn't mean I don't like my ratty old headset. <laughs> this is the same one I got from when I started with you alls. <laughs> yeah. Really? It is too. I've never had a headset last that all long. Of the, all the little plastic covering has completely worn off over the year. <laughs> well, I'm sure that it's going to turn its little toes to the sky any day now, especially since I said this. Like the little clip where you used to be able to clip it to your shirt. Nah, that disappeared years ago. And, <laughs> and I'm always covered with weird little black vinyl flecks because, you know, the, the rubber or the plastic coating on the earphones is disintegrated. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> so it works. By God, I like it. It's mine. So I'm astounded that you have a headset that lasted nine years. That to me is insane. That's that's like wow. I, I guess I don't talk enough on it or something. Maybe, Maybe you should it, send it to the Logic Tech Museum. It only comes <laughs> it only comes out of the box once every two weeks. Out of the box. Just for no, this one thing. And it's kind of half flung on the floor for nine years. <laughs> that's I think what it likes. It's rugged. And cats have it rough. Mm mm. No, Luna in the early days did try and nibble on the cord, but, you know, she got over that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy, eh? This mm. is not showing me fun pictures. This is showing me boring pictures. Where is it? Where's the... Don't we have good pictures on this one? No. This might be the app thingy. I don't know. It opened up something. I don't know. It's the Zoom thing. It's okay. We can change Zoom, our... you work. We like it yay you cyber dude you went robot robot toyed who Who did you did yeah who no i didn't yes you did well you're not now but you did (laughs) you you androided maybe i'm maybe i'm androiding say it like it's my fault well you intended it for like half a second (laughs) it's a part of of uh of uh, Paramount's pr- promotion for Bumblebee, I'm I'm sure. There you go. Who's doing? Wait a minute. Trilobite hmm. says he's en route. Very good. Very nifty. Who's doing? What's it? Somebody was doing the now. Bumble Bumblebee isn't a live action, is it? It's a. It's a live action. Oh, it is. But it. But uh, of course, there's there's so many CGI characters that you got to figure. Oh, he went twing twing. That shouldn't be me because my phone I... is my my phone has, is in airplane mode. I'll throw it across the room just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I wondered if maybe this was me and maybe it was. I've been trying to download this hour long video of our our little festival set that Annie put in Google Drive. Ooh. Tried three times and it keeps crapping out. It's huge. This thing's a monster. Keeps crapping out about halfway through, and I'm wondering if. My computer trying to continue to download it screwed up the audio. It's possible, yeah. It, so I've, it, I've paused it. With, yeah. it. It could? It, it possibly could, yeah. I should probably just scrap it because every time it gets about halfway, and now we're about halfway there, uh, I look up and it says, network failed. <sighs> and it starts from scratch. Ah! So oh my God, you got to hate that. Hours gotta hear that. to get this thing to download. So maybe it's just not going to happen. Well, then it was me. I apologize. Look, it's all better. It's all fixed. I shut this. 
Go away, horrible giant movie thing. You are actually I was sounding. Scroll through anyway. You are actually sounding much better. So it was probably that. Apologies. Apologies. Yeah, so it looks like we do need a new one of these every every meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Is it different from the old one? It's like apparently. Whammy code. Oh, yeah. Okay. The computer seems to think so. Because I I I went in trying to use last week the uh, the like last one's. URL and it, and it came up with an in, invalid conference number. Nerve. So. Oh yeah, it is different from the other one. Wow. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> Added security. It's to keep the riffraff out. Well, you know. <laughs> as it well failed. we should. I'm cause... here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we schedule your riffraffness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can only have so much for so long. All right. Okay. Andros is not with us tonight, according to the email, which leaves Trilobite. Said he was on his way. Here he comes to save the day. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We don't have Skype delay. We could sing along. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There's no Zoom delay? I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, God knows it wouldn't be the first time, more, nor the last. More we likely. have no Zoom delay. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Sorry. I didn't think of that. that just, no, I... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So speaking of singing along, what are you singing tonight? Or is that, is that secret? Oh, is that secret? No, no. Um, secret, we're right? just trying... Sorry. Put no, it in code. Just <laughs> <laughs> some a few bars. <laughs> I can name that tune in three notes. Me too. It's good. Well, it's it's this it's this music called kirtan that I'm just learning about, but uh, it's apparently they use Sanskrit, so the lyrics are all in uh, Sanskrit. But it's kind of fun. It's a lot of call and response where people who you know you just sort of it's it's kind of meditative and whatnot. And really, and, you know, yeah, neat. We'll so, have a brilliant time. Yeah, I think it, it it's it's kind of fun. I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm not going all culty over it or anything, but it's an interesting. I like to expand my horizons and say that now. They're all <laughs> trained to say that. <laughs> you know they control the banks. That's right. It's all. What the hell's the name of the music? And the slaughterhouses. Don't forget that. What is the name of that music? What did you say it was? Kirtan. K-I-R. It's all Kirtan talking points. <laughs> you know, I for one am sick of the Kiraton agenda being pushed in our schools. I'm very far away, Trilobite. But we're 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 calling our Only group emotionally, Nikki. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're calling the group Shakti the System. Ah ha! That's Shakti the System. That's my that's my idea. I don't know if it'll stick or not, but that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I, that's what my goal. You is. go. That's pretty fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Ow, ouch. Well, ouch. don't do that. I can't help it. <laughs> all right, let me see if I can do anything about my audio, but as far as I can tell, everything's all hooked up. Hey, you sound great. All right. Yeah. Well, that works then. Yeah, sounding good. Five by five. Doesn't he sound very quiet? A little bit, just, just a little bit quiet, yeah. Hey, shout. Get the megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm talking to you through a megaphone. Hey, welcome back, Nikki. Welcome back, Trilobite. Oh, it's, thank you, thank dear. you. It's good to be back. It's been a month, I think, or something like oh, that. My age is going to be anywhere. It, this is true. It's felt thank you, like Mr. Burns. Mr. Wait, was it? 
I thought that was no, it wasn't. That wasn't George Burns. Who said that? Eh, who knows? Some dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank that you guys like... very much for your gracious understanding about uh, about last time. I'm very happy that that was uh, the, the, that it was it was because of that and not because of something dire. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, up until the very moment I went to bed. <laughs> oh well. This time I remembered. Well, I set alarms in advance. So I, <laughs> I, f- I forgot entirely um, what the background music was for the for the um, nightmare thing. So I just it was like ethereal and dreamlike. Okay, good. I got something close to it going now. I I I, I went to the Elven Glade thing. So mm-hmm. works. If anybody wants to play along at home, that's that's the. <laughs> That's the link. So or, sorry. Actually, it's called New Age Candle and Crystal Selling Background. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the one that's playing. And I updated I updated the page to include some old classics up at the top. Um, the, uh, the TGS Mute Music sound page. Because um, uh, the old ones weren't giving an audio, uh, weren't giving a volume control because they were too big. Yeah, and now I have that I, problem myself. I think they, <laughs> think they will now. Uh, oh, how uh, and Mr. K, I'm very glad that uh, I'm extremely glad that uh, you you didn't get kidnapped again and forced yeah. to do Yay. things. Hey, wait, is this the Mr. K who sent us a notification earlier, or did I get somebody mixed up with somebody? You got me mixed up with somebody as far as this week goes, I think. Ah, please forgive my tiny brain. Yeah, yeah Andros. They all look the same to me, like chimpanzees. <laughs> <laughs> Andros, uh, Andros uh, sent an email indicating he would not be able to join us this evening, um, and that uh, that real life happened to him. Ah, okay. By by way of uh, work, so uh, uh, we'll be missing a monk. So. Damn hospitals! I swear. <clears throat> Ugh. They, you know, they they don't uh, they don't hire enough monks. Waste <laughs> my tax dollars. They just don't, and and it's you know it can be a real pinch sometimes. <laughs> just put too high a value on human life. <laughs> just, I, I wonder. I wonder. Um, I wonder uh, if Mr. K would object to actually controlling um, uh, in the unlikely event that you should come to any violent uh, encounters tonight. <coughs> what are the odds? You know, who could, you know, who could guess? <laughs> who could guess? I wonder if Mr. K would object to controlling uh, to controlling um, Cuddy this evening. Oh, possibly. Do we have an updated character sheet for him? Because I don't have that just offhand. Ooh. What? Ooh, I got enough to keep, keep keeping track of my own. I mean, that's <laughs> this is true. Wow, where where would I have put that? <laughs> Over to the shelf, the one with the thumbprint lock. <laughs> While he's getting character sheets and such uh, figured out, I'm going to go and refresh the beverage. Oh, must be nice beverages. Look at Mister One Percent over here. <laughs> <laughs> I worked my ass off to get into that 1%, mister. <laughs> you weren't so busy sleeping on the job, you could do the same. No, I'm told. Well, I guess he got me there, actually. That shut me up. 
<laughs> I've got Coco, so if I fall asleep, forgive me. No, I only did that because it fit the, the context of the joke. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Ouch. Ouch. All right, I'll be back. Ouch. Don't do that. I can't help it. Oh, yeah, once again, Here is me. my one piece of advice for everyone this evening. If, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you're ever offered the opportunity to partake of a pinched nerve in your neck, turn it oh, down. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Screaming. Yeah, 100% don't do yeah, that. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, God. Um, it turns out to really not be fun yep. and takes a long time to go the fuck away. So I'm with you there, <laughs> Sister Aaron. <laughs> I have now learned this to my chagrin. <laughs> oui, oui, as the French say, it is le sucre, I believe. <laughs> yes. Auntie Ed yes. is suffering yes. from something very similar. I'd love to know how it was you uh, um, treated yours. I'm sorry, for was it? You did what? The Mrs. Um, not Mrs. Adam Clive. I'm Mr. Auntie Ed. <laughs> she's, uh, the Mr. Mrs. Auntie Ed. Wait, yeah. no, the Mrs. Miss. Wait, no. <laughs> My wife, yes, um, uh, oh, is no. is suffering from something very similar uh, um, right now, and I'm wondering uh, how you treated yours. I'm afraid that after uh, one, the first week of trying to ride it out using ice and heat and eating heroic doses of Advil, none of that worked. Um, I wound up starting to go to a chiropractor, which I've never really enjoyed, and I hate being crunched, but um, Hmm. it did work. So I'm at about 90% now. It seems like the vertebrae are back in place, and the majority of the nerve, uh, because it went through my arm, my brachial nerve down my arm. So I had three weeks of, well, it's now there's still a tiny bit of numbness and compression and tingling but the first two weeks were non-stop like there was just no way to escape it oh crap would not stop no position that you could lie in sit in nothing it just wouldn't stop and so for the first almost two weeks i didn't sleep oh my god why i i had to bail last time because i was in such misery and so i've been sleeping more over the last few days and that's why if i fall asleep tonight i am still catching up believe it or not um but getting getting the vertebrae realigned and um, I still now I have one of those like long handled electric massage things that look kind of like the little two knobs, you know, it's not perfect, but it helps, especially when um, when I'm sleeping and something flares up and my arm starts to, to really bother me and gets achy. If I use that on my arm and shoulder for five minutes or so, I can go back to sleep for another hour. Oh, geez. So, yes, but it is, I mean, like I said, it is, it is so much better than when it started. And it started through complete stupidity on my part. I slept all scrunched up and I rolled over in bed, was caught in the blankets and I felt something go, you know, when I rolled Mm -hmm. over and I thought, oh, I'm going to have a sore neck. And when I woke up, yeah, the sore neck was there. And so was all of this other hell. Oh, crap. So... I have to admit this chiropractor has helped. I've had to go uh, roughly, uh, now I'm on kind of, not quite maintenance, but it was uh, every two days uh, and then over the weekend, three days. So I've been to him five or six times 
and and every time he would you know crunch something or i hate to use that word but you know what i mean <laughs> it's because it, it was layers you had to kind of work through layers and i could feel a little of the pressure give up but it just it didn't stop immediately so i i send all my love and empathy and sympathy to auntie ed and i hope that you're here find yeah. a solution for her as well well she knows about uh, chiropractors and she knows about adjustments because she's uh, yeah she's done that too so. oh she's done that before okay oh, yeah. yeah i hadn't so um it weirds me out <laughs> <laughs> but i i will admit that it has it has helped so well the one she the one she went to actually knew uh, uh, well according to general uh According to the best information for people that are like that that study this kind of thing is chiropractors actually have to know more anatomy than doctors mm. to be licensed. They have to be they have to know anatomy better than a doctor. And that makes total sense. You know, they I, I get that. Mm. It's it's the it's it's just the the you know the the sound and the feel of it wigs me out. Yeah. And let's face it, I was trained in massage therapy where it's like, oh, we'll just do some slow tissue melting and some release and some stretching. You know, it's just not <laughs> nearly as one, two, ah, you know, it's a mm. whole, whole different approach. <laughs> so. Also, there's something fundamentally unnerving about having a large, powerful stranger grab one of the most vulnerable parts <laughs> of your body and twist with all his might. Okay, he doesn't do that thank you but <laughs> he does have to, okay i know we have to we have to move along because um blind i think we're still waiting for the blind oh is he back oh cool did you so, not see my chat that went no, no i keep the chat is there someone named in 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 the why is there someone named in the chat why isn't there someone named what? maybe that's what you should ask that? yourself i that don't know me. who could possibly who could possibly be named is it wrong that I thought it was? I mean, it would also be no. accurate. I was thinking like some kind of weird speaker system reference or something. I think yeah, maybe I mean, that, that would also be accurate. I mean, you better or, remove or this person. Man who? Hey, hey, no, 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 don't do that. No, no. Could be I a mean, guy who plays baseball with fish. I'll just, I'll just. I mean, I'll leave if that's what you guys want. But geez, they put something up about your hobbies. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, good gods. So much for the tolerant left. <laughs> talk about the talk about the pen, the penny falling through the concrete in order to reach my brain. Left. Holy crap! That took a long time. I still love you. There used to be tolerant people here, but the tolerant left left don't. Yeah. Well, we heard Argante's nightmare just now. Where's yes. my sheep? Oh no, Argante's new nightmare is she can't find her level. I told you this before, you gotta get your sheet together. Are we really proud of that? I don't think we are. You just gotta get it all together. You gotta get it in a bag, take it down to a store, just just get it all together. Make sure it doesn't fall and land on a hill because all sheet rolls downhill. Oh my god, just everybody stop, just stop. Yes ma'am. Thank you. Yes, I I'm think sorry. we have all of that covered as it is. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go mute now. Mute it. I mean, when you're right, you're right. I mean, I'm not going to tell you about this way cool table. I'm just going to mute now. Bye. Are we really going to continue this the, no. on this thread count? 
Is it a random roll table? All right. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. I still love you. Yes, we should we'll, get on with this. We should. We should begin. Uh, um, I, I, um, being, being, uh, a, a, trying to keep everybody on the same page. I went ahead and snipped out a bit of the nightmare section of last yes. thing. Thank you very much for that, by the way. No worries. We all know what uh, what uh, situation we're in, and we'll probably we're just going to pick it up here. Where that uh, where that left off, I, I think. I do apologize for having to scamper early. I... Hey, you know, it's it's it. Everybody else in your group decided that they that they didn't like the gutter skypes, and so they decided to punish you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the, you know what they'll have to do now is like uh, the other the other members of that group are just going to have to listen to the episode. There we go. Uh, all of them, actually, starting from one. <laughs> Clockwork horn style. Yeah. We'll put toothpicks in their ears. So uh, we'll just uh, we'll uh, we'll hop right back into that uh, interior, um, creepy here, little here. interior uh, octagonal, black mirrored space, where uh, Jim Jim and the rest of the party are are. Uh, Kneeling on the mats surrounding the candle, burnt halfway down now, a little over halfway down now, as uh, the images, uh, emotions, and memories from the last shared nightmare are fading. And uh, she turns. She actually does not. No, she doesn't actually turn to look at Rogar. I know I said that last time. I'm taking it back because I can. Am I? Quiet. Yeah. I don't know why. Damn. I'm not shouting. Well, fine. Uh, Shout, see if I care. She simply, uh, she simply sits in repose and waits for the next, um, for the next person that's uh, ready and willing to share their experience. So, out of character here for a second, Nikki. Yeah. You yeah. want to go first, or should I buy you some time? I I can, unless you want to. Go for it, man. Then I could totally steal your idea. I mean, um... Absolutely, uh, do No, it. no. Do you want to go first? No, go for it. <sighs> Great. <laughs> Get this right. Like, I had oh, it all I've... planned out in my head now. I've got I it. love you people. Right. <laughs> All right. She called. He called your bluff. No, it is ready. It's just not like I, I wanted to write it out, out, so I wouldn't forget things. Yeah, I know I, how that is. Uh, so it's, <laughs> we'll we'll see how this goes. So okay, 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 okay. So my nightmare was terrible, terrible. I I found myself somehow. I knew. I knew where I was, and I was in. The mountains of Tihisu in the magnificent gleaming palace of Klein And I was called there to, to perform for the Empress. And I was so proud. And I arrived and it was dark and it was, the air was frosty cold. And I knew that I was there and I was ready. And I had all my music in my head. 
And there were torches everywhere burning, but yet not really casting much light. And and the place should have been alive with people, with, with courtiers and servants and entertainers, and yet it was silent. And so, with a feeling of dread, I, I entered the halls. And that was empty, and I was alone. And there were torches, but again, they didn't cast proper light. You couldn't ever, and my footsteps were echoing, and I knew I was alone, and yet I felt I wasn't alone, and I heard this kind of terrible skittering, snuffling, shuffling somewhere behind me, but I couldn't see anything. And then I moved through the rooms, and I got to the next room, and I knew I was heading for the throne room, and yet just heard more and more of these odd sounds, kind of clacky and crunchy and skittery. And I saw a shape dart in front of me and past me, but I couldn't see what it was. And it wasn't very big, but it moved very fast. And it had this kind of odd hopping, hobbling, pulling gait. It was so strange. And I spun around and, and, and I saw more shapes flitting around behind me, but I, so I tried to get a wall into my back face whatever it was that was coming and and so terrifying I, it shouldn't have been but it was luckily there was a brazier right there by me I I threw it over I threw it over scattering the coals all over the floor so I could see better and that's when I saw that's when I saw what it was that had been chasing me and I think now that I think back they were kind of herding me towards the throne room and it was there was so many of them and they were Noses with fangs! It was the weirdest, horrible thing! I know you wouldn't think noses were terrifying, but they were! They were awful! And they had these little, sharp, horrible, pointy teeth! How can noses have teeth? I do not understand. But they were pulling themselves toward me, and they were fast! And I, I was kicking at them, and, and I grabbed another brazier, and I was flailing at them, and I could get some of them, but I couldn't get all of them. And, and I grabbed down... Just flailing around, I grabbed one of the tapestries from the wall behind me, and I had this remembrance of, I don't even know where the magic word came from, but I threw it at them, and I yelled the only magic word that was in my head, Gesundheit! And it got rid of some, but not all, not all. They kept coming. There were so many. And now they were also traveling on these layers of, like, horrible slime oh it was just disgusting and then they were making these sneezing noises and i was getting coated by this horrible disgusting wall of droplets that were beating me down and and it was sticky and and then they started to swarm my boots and 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 i couldn't fight anymore and 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 i was choking and then i woke up Excuse me, I have to go and do something because I do not want to be a part of the reliving that is about to occur. <laughs> Rogar reaches out a hand, just like places it gently on her shoulder. Rogar sounds as if he's speaking from another room, actually. He does, doesn't he? From womp, far, womp, far womp, away. He's whispering. There we are. So Rogar ah. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, puts a hand on your shoulder to give it an encouraging squeeze, Bone Steel, maybe trying to give you courage, maybe encouraging you to stay. <laughs> but it's not keeping you in place, just one little, like, squeeze. <laughs> uh, very well. 
you are. You are very much the bard. <laughs> you, Argante, are very much the entertainer. Surprisingly, surprisingly more armored, more sequestered within yourself than the rogue. Very interesting. Very entertaining. I wonder what might have occurred. I wonder what might have occurred if, in fact, this was your nightmare. And she has a wry grin, a kind of a sideways <laughs> smile on her face. She doesn't stand. She remains seated on the mat and does not try to... does not attempt to uh, summon the images in the black mirror. I wonder what might have occurred if you had... Uh, if you had actually performed, if you had actually played any instrument there, there in the empty palace, or simply one that you carried in with you. I wonder if these fanged noses would have been turned away, or would have joined in on some kind of song. That's an interesting idea. I cannot speak to what you told me other than to say. Very entertaining. But I can't speak to your nature, young woman. You are linked very, very closely to the magics of this land. To the magic of the world. Because of the affinity of your music. It vibrates in sync with the very core of how magic is carried out in this world. And much like the ripples in still waters, it sends waves, but much faster. So remember, however much you wish, wish to remain guarded and to entertain at all costs, in all situations, Grave or otherwise, you do share the power that grows with your fine group of bright white lights. You are on the right path, and I'll thank you for giving me a smile. I should certainly hope you don't have a nightmare of that type again very soon. It may surprise you to know that in the infinity of multiverses that that you described actually did take place somewhere. Oh. Argante shudders. <laughs> Rogar braces himself for the recreation that's about to come. <laughs> we do not need to witness it. Unless you'd care to relive it, young lady. Or oh. perhaps live it for the first time. And she grins with the uh, slit <laughs> eyes at you. <laughs> I, for one, would love to hear the noses sing along. It would be like an army of gazoo players, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, the noses from the city of tissue and the, and the land of Kleenex, yes. <laughs> Palace of Clean 
axe. Well done. Well done. Levity is always welcome, especially among nightmares. Mm. The story had a good tempo. And <laughs> <laughs> rhythm? She falls silent, nods to you, and uh, leans back in repose. Um, uh, actually, no, she, well, she sits a little further back, her feet tucked under her, and simply lets her hands drop to either side, takes a deep breath, and goes back into listening mode. I take a moment, sort of like, look around at my companions and uh, close my eyes and... Uh drawing myself up into kind of like a half-lotus position as well I can, mostly so I can uh, cradle Bill, who uh, I thought would have been rambunctious, but has been like very well-behaved and seems to be paying very close attention to Jim Jim, like actually listening to her. Hmm. Um, yeah, close my eyes, take another deep breath, and begin. In my dream, I was in a faraway place place made entirely of ice, cold as death. There were high mountains on the far horizon, and a sun the color of dried blood struggled to stay above the curve of the earth before what would be its final sunset. All around me, frozen in the ice, were my friends and companions. We had done something wrong. We had saved the wrong person, or we had failed to save the right one, and now the world would pay the price. I did not know why I alone remained. Engraved on the ice, in deep lines that very nearly reached my friends, were runes or markings of some kind. I knew it was a language, and I knew that if I could understand it, all of this would be undone. But I could make no sense of them. I have never felt more alone. I have never felt such despair. It gripped my heart, and when I awoke, that icy hand was still within me. It was only when I remembered where I was and where my pack was. But that feeling dissolved. It melted away like frost in the sun. I am ready for what comes, looking at Jim Jim. Jim Jim has a very deep look of intense concentration on her face. Her eyes remain closed as she stands slowly, moves, almost glides toward the periphery of the octagonal chamber, and without turning her head behind to look at you, simply raises an arm in your direction and... Uh, holds out a hand. I stand as she's uh, turning, or rather turning her hand in my direction, and uh, move over and put one massive scale talon, like, delicately forward to grip her hand, if that's the position <laughs> she's in. Otherwise, to, like, put my hand in hers. She uh, <clears throat> very delicately takes hold of it and raises her other arm to sweep her hand across the black mirrors, fading the candles 
and this time instead of fire appearing around the ring of the room, it's icing over. There's frost. It freezes almost down halfway to, across the floor toward the candlelit area in the center, but stops. Gripping tightly to your hand, she waves hers across the surface of the what now no longer appear to be black mirrors, but the icy wall that you experienced in your dream. Trying to summon two things at once. I reach deep, dragonborn, and try to recreate the faces that you saw within the ice. But I also try to recreate the runes carved so deep toward them. The strange language. You recognized these faces. Were they the faces of the party that you travel with now, or others? They are. She tilts her head back a bit, eyes still closed. The room grows colder. These are not visions of what has been, but what might be. I see the sun as your understanding, your essence. Of all of you, Rogar, you are the closest knit to the world as it is, to reality in its indifference as it moves along. The viciousness of nature is well understood by you along with its vitality. With danger comes beauty. With death comes sustenance. Your life's path has ingrained this in you, but you seek an understanding. When you were drawn, for whatever reason, and only you know the reasons within you, when you were drawn to the madness of civilization, you recognized it for what it was, a thin game. A strange set of rules, removed from the world as it is, forcing it among all sentient creatures to be the world as they would have it, regardless of what was true or not. This has formed the ice you cannot break through, and I believe the runes that were carved are simply the path that you follow now, seeking understanding. And the dread from the nightmare, I can only guess, is the dread that you feel. But you might come to an understanding of these strange peoples too late to come to the aid of those who you have grown close to, care about, and would guard with your very life. You have told me how you felt when you were attempting to get through to them, when you believed something awful had been done. What power do you believe you are missing that prevents you from smashing through or scratching through to free your friends? 
feel that I am not connected with something. Perhaps it is these rules you speak of. Perhaps I do not truly understand this civilized life. If I were to learn more about it, if I were to truly understand it on an instinctual level, I understand the forest and the ways of the wild, and I feel my, my powers would be uh, more complete, that I would be able to do more, that I would truly be a part of this pack. If this be true, and I have no reason to believe otherwise, then you are on the correct path. <sighs> Deep sigh of relief. Nightmares can reflect the darkness outside of us, the evil outside of us, and the memories of what has been. Unique to you is a nightmare of what might be and a reflection of the darkness inside you. A simple natural fear that ignorance could be a downfall for not just yourself, but for your friends. And she traces, uh, takes your, she takes your hand and moves closer to the icy wall. The runes that you saw in your dream, which may be an actual language in some universe, they appear to be but in all likelihood are simply designs in this world, simply visual representations, and traces your hand along those lines, holding it in hers, and it feels almost as if the tips of your claws are scraping through each letter, each curve, each dot, as if it's scraping ice, and the longer she moves your hand along the designs that were manifested, in the visualization against the wall. The hotter the hand becomes and the more the ice melts. And over the course of a very short period of time, the ice melts away from the party in your dream along with the runes and there's full and clear understanding. Thank you, wise one. She takes your she takes your hand, your the powerful dragonborn hand in both of hers, and simply holds it in front of her as she nods and bows towards you, then releases it and moves back, moves back to her mat on the floor. Step back over to uh, to my place, just kind of casually grabbing bill off my head where he has like scrambled up to to look around proudly at everyone as if he alone accomplished this miraculous thing chest <laughs> <laughs> all poofed out looking <laughs> like a very proud burb uh, and I just kind of like take him under my under my hand as a farmer might a chicken <laughs> um, tucked under my arm and uh, looking at each of my friends in turn give a, a very thankful nod and though uh, the dragonborn kind of lack facial muscles. A certain cant of the head and a certain opening of the jaw uh, indicates a, a pleased smile as uh, I sit back down, much lighter than it was before. I am greatly in your debt. You have repaid me far better than I ever would have expected for the simple kindness that I was blessed to do. And I thank each and every one of you for coming today and sharing that with me. 
very welcome. Yeah, a deep bow, as my monthly companions do. I had, I had my own nightmare, not uh, not last evening, but fifty years ago. It may be difficult to believe, but I was not always as well-behaved as I may appear to be now. Hmm. But when I, when I was a very young woman, I, I engaged in, well, all the kinds of activities that a young woman would engage in if she were free and reckless and adventurous and Possibly a risk-taker, much like all of you. But I had the most terrifying nightmare I could ever have experienced. And it, the memory of it remains with me now, and it was fifty years ago. I dreamed that I was a very, very old woman, confined to a monastery for healing people. It frightened me. It shook me, but over time, one can come to realize that a nightmare can transform itself into something wonderful, useful, blessed. We can never tell. And the candle burns down almost uh, completely to the bottom and flickers against the black walls, now free of any frost or ice, as, uh, as Jim Jim simply lowers her head and lets out a long exhale. And there is a sudden knocking at the door, surprising to her, which uh, shocks her a bit because no one has ever interrupted a session like this before when she's had the uh, pleasure of so many. And uh, she stands and waves an arm as the double doors swing open. And one of the acolytes uh, indicates to her... Uh, and runs up to her, actually, as and helps her up from her mat and whispers, uh, whispers briefly in her ear. I am sorry, but uh, I am told that one of my, one of my charges, one of my patients is in um, deep distress. Nelu. Nelu apparently has come to consciousness and wishes to speak with me. You are welcome to join, of course, or continue, uh, uh, continue on your journeys either with a rest here in the monastery for a while or uh, along your path as you wish. I must go, though. And she bows and moves along with the acolyte quickly to uh, go down downstairs to that chamber where uh, Nelu was recovering. The black mirrors seem much, much less mysterious or threatening with the double doors open and the light pouring in from outside. It simply looks like this strange, octagonal, large, mirrored room at the top of the monastery, and the candle blows out. Hmm. Now, if I, the player, remember correctly, Nehu was the uh, adventurer that we met on the road during the uh, God's Toasting Eve adventure. Yes, Nelu was Nelu of, of, uh, of uh, Sarcasso or Sargasso, one of those. He was a bounty hunter. Gotcha, that's right. Yeah, he was uh, traveling along the road with a young young man, uh, I believe the name was Telerac, um, off to, to hunt down uh, Knox, Knox and his crew. Who we ended up. 
Yes, there he is, Nelu. Okay, thank you. So, uh, well, I have a feeling we may wish to hear what Nelu has to say, but uh, I'll see you. Around my companions. Do I? Let's, uh, let's let's follow. Rising with a now napping uh, Bill, <laughs> still tucked under my arm. Okay, I head in that direction. Okay, uh, as as uh, as the group uh, makes their way out of the uh, out of the mirrored octagon room and then down uh, down the stairs the way you came. Arriving at the chamber that uh, you saw Nelu in earlier, you see that uh, Jim Jim is at his bedside, simply holding onto a hand, as uh, as he uh, seems in a very agitated state. Where's the boy? The boy that I, that I <laughs> I was supposed to keep him safe. I was supposed to keep him. He was my. He was. He was put in my charge. I was supposed to train him. Where is he? Where's Tellerac? The, the boy that brought you here, after you were injured, went into the city. He stayed with you for several days. He was at your bedside night and day until finally I convinced him that your recovery would be a long one. And he elected to move into Ditride and find out what he could about earning money or finding a situation for the two of you. I have not heard from him since. Damn, what am I going to tell his father? What on earth am I going to tell his father? I got to find him. He don't know nothing. He's just some young kid. He's good with his fists and he's a good shot. And that's about it. He ain't never been out in the world. His uh, foggy eyes uh, look away from the ceiling, look away from Jim Jim, and fall on the group that he sees in the doorway. Actually, probably only sees about two of you, unless uh, one or two step into the room. I definitely will, if for no other reason than to make room, <laughs> and I make I make a pretty good a pretty good door. <laughs> as uh, as his eyes focus. And he seems to gain a little bit of strength and sits up in bed. Um, Jim Jim fussing over his bandages and realizing that he's actually healing up quite quite well. Gains a little bit of strength. And when he uh, recognizes who it is he's looking at, his face forms a kind of a an unhappy scowl. Oh... What are they doing here? Turn and look at, like, Bone Steel and Argante are two more eloquent members and just kind of cross my arms. <laughs> we are glad to see you, too. Oh, are you? He turns to Jim Jim. You just let anybody into the monastery now, don't you? <laughs> We're the official riffraff, sir. Yeah, riffraff. Yeah, you're a funny group. Must have been a great big laugh. Must have been a great big laugh when you got into a nice warm uh, inn, when you made it back into Seep Curse, carrying the bounty that I was out after. What did you think? It was funny? I just cock my head like I can't even understand the comment, and I'm very interested to see what our two silver tongues have to say about this. Oh, you may not 
Argata, you probably should jump in here before Bone Steel says something that will get us all in. <laughs> I like the I'm, idea that I'm Mark... muted. Am a die. <laughs> you am. You am. Hark you to am. the man. The delirium has got his tongue. Ignore it, Jim. Jim. He knows not what he says. Are you talking about him or me? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I I ain't been sitting here in fever trying to recover, losing my mind. I know very well what I'm talking about. Went out I'm with sure it. I went out on God's toast and Eve in a freaking blizzard. The young kid I was training up to be a bounty hunter. We were on the road. It was dangerous. I told you those folks was dangerous. But you know what? You could have told us. You could have just said, instead of just walking by, carrying that head with you, if, I, if I'd have known you had that, me and the kid would have turned around and gone back to the seat curse. But no, there I was, standing, warning you like a fool. Appreciated the warning. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Well, we just kept on going. <sighs> no, he was right. Never mind. What the hell? Everybody's got to take some risks. What'd you think we were going to do? Take it from you? An old man and a teenager? Well, you didn't know us. Uh, for my part, I cannot speak for my companions, but that's precisely what I was worried about. I didn't know you, and I, I didn't want to cause a conflict. I was wrong. I should not have left you out there. Well, given what we knew or rather didn't know i'm not sure we were wrong but i'm sorry it befell you so badly well, both his eye both his eyebrows raise and he just kind of shakes his head looks to the wall i think he probably would have spit but he felt like it would have been a a bad it would have been bad manners to do so in in the chamber where he's been tended to in this monastery so he doesn't and just shakes his head I feel we have been brought here for a purpose. I think we should help this man. How long ago did the young one leave? <laughs> Jim Jim turns. Uh, Nodding, thankfully. I don't think it could have been more than a few weeks ago, really. I haven't kept track of the days. But he has not returned to the monastery, though he said he would. It does seem very unlike him to simply disappear. He was very conscientious and devoted to the recovery of uh, Nelu here. Argante takes a deep breath. All right, I hear and obey. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go and find this lad of yours? Would that make all right between us? Oh, just keep your ears and eyes open if you happen to spot him. I ain't saying y'all gotta drop everything you're doing and hunt the kid down, but if you find no, out no, what no, happened to him, we have, we have, we have. I insist. I was about to say exactly that. <laughs> that cracks me up, Nikki. You are awesome. It's great minds, babes. Great minds. We <laughs> have, that was that was. Great. We have extended business in the city, Absolutely. so I'm sure we can. We can check around as we... (laughs) 
There's a sudden loud scream and the thump of a body hitting the floor, uh, hitting the ground, hitting the ground very heavily outside the window of the chamber, uh, enough so that Jim Jim actually stands startled and looks to the window. Yeah, roll for initiative, no kidding. Like, Rogar, I I immediately turn and my axe is in my hand. Nay, <laughs> moving to shield Krothu of all people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just hilarious. Does Krothu move the axe aside with the one finger? <laughs> Please, good sir. <laughs> Nalu grips the edge of the bed almost as if he's going to get out of it and start fighting. And Jim Jim, with a second look back at him, just puts a, an arm on his shoulder. And, and, and holds him down gently as she's still trying to lean and peer out the window to see what's up. Oh, damn, did I just waste an initiative roll? Shit. <laughs> you fool. That was a 23. Damn it. All right, well. Well, you're young. We all roll prematurely. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's also, there's also the sound of, uh, some, um, um, some cat calls, some jarring laughter. Uh, and, and, uh, in general, uh, footfalls on the level above, uh, the stepped, the stepped architecture of this particular main buildings, as if, uh, um, there are individuals moving about on the roof, some of them doing, uh, raspberries. There's almost, almost like, almost dancing footsteps. Very strange. Realizing what I'm doing, I kind of nod to crow through. Sorry. And then move over toward the window to take a look. Okay. Rogar sees the splayed out and flat, bleeding out body of, uh, uh, of an individual in, in, uh, very dark brown. Um, like monk uh, brown? No, a very dark brown cloak, uh, and, um, uh, dark brown gray trousers, silent looking boots, um, uh, stuck into the dirt next to next to the body is uh, a, a dagger that apparently had tumbled after him and just landed there and stuck into the ground. And from above, you hear a human uh, you hear a human boy screaming, "That's right! That's right! That's what you get!" <laughs> yes. I'm so, to admit that I love that movie. Um, <laughs> I get as far as seeing the, uh, like the, the bleeding out part of that mm-hmm. and, uh, to my companion say, someone is hurt and I'm heading that way at like a quick walk, only not running because I'm moving to retrieve, um, my healing kit. You go out the window? Please no, no. Die. Like I'm oh, okay. walking down. Okay. Okay, you you uh, as you uh, as you leave the building, anybody you can leave the building either way. You can go out the window or or down the uh, down whatever walk you you wish to to make it around to the outside. Uh, with all of you gathered there, you by the time you get there, um, the abbot himself, Wataka, is now near the body and looking up uh, to the roof as uh, as he sees uh, um, a human a human girl, human boy. A small girl gnome and a, a halfling boy, and a girl dragonborn. The, uh, the actually the, the teenage group that uh, Rogar noticed when you first visited the monastery the day before. That's right. 
uh, the, the human boy is doing something akin to a uh, end zone football spike dance <laughs> up on the roof as he's pointing at the body. Um, and the rest of them are just in uh, varying states of agitation and look like they have had a bit of a tussle, a fast but uh, successful tussle with this uh, this individual on the ground. Akak, do you know them? Ah, uh, yes. They are... Uh... They are of this monastery. They are in our care and our instruction and our education. They are Munabi and Binto, Grilloso, Brennicali, oh yes, and Miss Potbang. I imagine gnomes select strange names for their young, or perhaps it's just a nickname. Young ones, and he calls up to them, please return to your chambers. I will speak with each of you individually over what just occurred. And he just kneels down to see what can be done about this person on the ground. I'm getting out my healing potion, but seeing that you know the abbot doesn't seem overly concerned, I pause for a moment. Uh, he glances at... he Actually, he glances over at you, sees what you have in his hand, and, and nods to you and stands and steps away. And... Uh kind of like look around helplessly for a moment having no idea that it's a terrible idea I uh, lift this uh, man, woman person when, uh, you, when you lift the individual just, you discover just uh, lift their head up turning it over that it's a, that it's a woman yeah Okay. okay so like, before he does anything further I am picking up the uh, dagger that was uh, on, on the ground next to them awesome thank you <laughs> mm-hmm and uh, I'll try uh, pouring this uh, this healing potion uh, into this woman's mouth. Well, you can use a healing potion, or you can use your healing kit. If you pour the healing potion, that'll bring her up. Uh, that'll bring her up to um, consciousness. It depends on what, how you want to handle it. The healing kit will uh, stabilize her to keep her from bleeding out. I don't have any kind of medical skill or knowledge or anything like that. Is it actually required I do. to use the healing kit? For the kit, okay, no. <clears throat> For the kit, you don't need, uh, you don't need knowledge. Um, Krothu has a very high medicine check. Excellent. Um, then, uh, to Krothu, I'll, uh, I'll just kind of not, what do I do? <laughs> Having already done the worst possible thing. Do this and this, and I rolled. I, I do my- that. My die roll was 16, which with my bonus is 21. Oh, yeah. For a medicine check, all you need to get is over 10, and the person is stabilized. This, this, and this, and find uh, something to pinch off this right here, or that's going to keep bleeding. This we now do. Okay, so the woman is is now no longer in danger of uh, dying and doesn't have to do death saving throws but is still unconscious. Okay, and I will expend what of the, uh, the uses, as it were, of my healer's kit. Well, the healer's and... kit would have done the same thing that Krothu just did with a successful medicine check. Ah, ha-ha! I thought we needed both. Nope. Merci. Nope. Now I the healer's kit is a get-out-of-jail-free... understanding. Yeah, the, the healer's kit is a get-out-of-jail-free um, gotcha. stabilizer. Okay, cool, cool. And, uh, let's see here. I'm going to use a few, um, 
herbs and uh, and poultices here um, to perform a cure light wounds. Ooh. I haven't got that in front of me. What does that do again? Yeah, let me bring that up real quick because I should have that in front of me, but I didn't because I'm a moron. Oh, wait a minute. Here, cure wounds. First level evocation, casting time, one action. Yep. That'll uh, that'll give it a number of hit points equal to 1d8. Roll a d8 and then add uh, your spell casting modifier, which I think is... Should be wisdom for me if I wisdom. remember right. Is that a plus three now still? Yep. Okay, yeah, D8 plus 3. Okay, it's not bad. All right, that's a grand total of 10. Okay, woman comes to consciousness now uh, with uh, 10 hit points. She won't feel good, but this may bring her around with some some crushed berries. Before we go much further, is there anything familiar with with the design of the dagger or anything? Awesome, thank you. The dagger itself is is, uh, a very dulled black uh, no reflectivity on it at all, but it is extremely well made and extremely sharp. Don't we have one that looks like that? Where it's a weird, dull black material? I believe we may that. have we may have acquired one of those from the assassin who was sent after, well, sent to lure us out. Well, during your examination and treatment of her to keep her from dying, you um, you did actually notice very easily, um, uh, very easily the the corded uh, corded mm. necklace around her around her uh, with the uh, thumb sized silver dagger. Mm-hmm. Another of your order. Looking at bone steel, I'm starting to be very unimpressed with them. Who were those kids? Who were those nasty little kids? Doesn't matter. It's not like I buy their t-shirts and endorse their... I simply meant that you would be best equipped to deal with this. This was doubtless that dragonborn girl's doing. (laughs) (laughs) You would probably be best equipped to deal with this. I'll deal with her, you deal with her. Wait, I'll deal with her, pointing at the monastery. You deal (laughs) with her, pointing at the woman. Uh, here, who I'm like actually kind of still holding up, uh, <laughs> like pillowing her head. <laughs> right, fair enough. She just coughs a little bit. Damn, I, I got unrolled in a monastery. I didn't think anybody could move that fast. All of them, they were insane. Who are they? Those freaking teenagers that kicked my ass. Right, but. Of course, but why are they... Why were they after you? I wasn't quiet enough? (laughs) I already like this woman. Your sex life doesn't interest me. The fact that they were trying to kill you does. She was... Because she was here on business. Yeah, maybe they didn't like the way I was up on the roof instead of down on the sidewalk. You know, trying to remain hidden and not doing a very good job of it. All right, I screwed up. But holy crap. They didn't even ask me any questions. It was just like, oh, you got a dagger? Oh, look at you. And boom, 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 boom. And suddenly I find myself falling off the freaking roof. They came out of nowhere. Freaking monks. Freaking teenage monks. <laughs> is uh, Autok still still here? He is, and uh, he's in a combination of irritation over the fact that uh, his own... Um, 
his own brethren there in the monastery didn't actually notice this woman come in, but the the young teenage acolytes, um, the prodigies, did, and uh, elected to go with violence first. So he's kind of like fire starters. He's proud of them and ashamed of them simultaneously. I don't know whether that could read on his face, but that's pretty I much just, the state he's in. I'm just saying, I just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just say to him, you have trained them well, considering. <sighs> I imagine it's a question of interpretation. Of course. They are, in fact, quite, quite skilled and surpass many of the skills of their instructors, though... They are on that narrow bridge between youth and young adulthood. We seek to guide their path to keep them from falling off that bridge into the extremes that one can often find themselves in at that age. But they're a bit rebellious and dangerous, frankly. But that is our charge. That is our puzzle to solve for each of them. I am only glad they were able to stop this professional killer before she found her target. And he looks among all of you and silently asks the question if it might have been one of you. I don't know as I glance over at uh, Bone Steel. It's possible. Yeah, I, just, I just slowly <laughs> turn my gaze toward Bone Steel also. Oh, I say looking at her. Yeah, well... I got no other weapons. I don't have any gold. I'm not gonna have any gold. This'll be a black mark on my record. Oh, I'm so shaken with pity and remorse. Who was the was your target? I'm looking at him. Well, I guess I'll be on my way then. Thanks oh, for the heal. No, I'll just kind of... No, oh, no, no. She's got to... want to make sure that you're okay. I... You'll stay here for a while. Has anybody got... <laughs> I think it's between Crowthu and the Dragonborn, both having um, uh, <laughs> outrageously strong grips on her, uh, her comic uh, effort. Uh, her lower part of her body tries to walk away as the upper part remains gripped in your uh, in your hands. The world's second most intimidating pillows. Yeah. <laughs> also, what is that infernal snapping noise? Oh, that's a bug zapper down here in the basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is somebody playing with a carabiner or something? No, I was it's, wondering what that was. It's actually, it's easy to spot in a waveform. I get rid of them as I you know, listen to and then it. <laughs> Okay, well, asked and answered. Carry on, carry yeah. on. <laughs> now there'll be a little satisfaction with every noise. All right, then. Well, what uh, what, what is it you think I should do? Or, you know, make it up to these monks here by doing the dishes for a couple of weeks, that kind of thing? That'd give me a chance to get back at each of those kids individually, one at a time. Although, I don't know, maybe they'd clean my clock anyway. If a lightning bolt should fall from the heavens and strike one of them down, I will find you. And she uh, grins and turns her head towards you, looks up, and then looks in your eyes, and the grin just falls off of her face. Yeah, well, okay. So why do you do what you do? When I do it right, it pays well. You 
must be very poor of late. Uh, well, I'm gonna be. I used to think I was good at this till I uh, made the mistake of coming to a monastery. <laughs> Thought it would just be filled full of priests and holy people just wandering around eating rice and banging their heads against steel gongs and stuff like that. I, uh, I knew they were trained. heard of the Holy Order of St. Andrew. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, I should write that down, but I got nothing to write with. Can you spell it? S-I-N-A-N-J-U. Okay. I'm not going any further with that because it's a terrible breach of continuity. Ah. Uh, <laughs> No problem. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. My hair's a mess. My hair's a mess. My clothes are all dirty. I got no more dagger because you have it, and, uh, I failed at a job. And Not the best of days. Dead. So tell us, why are you going after my, com my compadre here? Like the same reason everybody else. I got a contract from the guild. From? From the Assassin's Guild. Originated by whom? We don't ask that. We just take oh, the assignment. No. The guild is a middleman, so to speak. Am I yeah, close to that? Character. We learned that last time, if I remember right. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty much the same. Uh, pretty much the same situation as the other guy. The guild takes the job. The jobs are distributed really to the membership. Know who it is that has initiated the job? Just somebody in the guild does, but not the actual assassins. Oh. Actual assassins get their targets. They don't care who hired the guild to take them <laughs> or out. Or not, as right, the case may all right, be. All right, I can't let this continue. I'm going to go and turn myself over to the guild. What? No, you're not. I don't want to be captured again, but God, I cannot, I can't let this continue. At the very least, if they're, if they're following us around to this ex extent, we need to up the importance of this particular line of work, yes. Well, we needed a return to town anyway. At May least as well then I'll be... The list. Yes, if, if nothing else, I'll be able to find out who is... I mean, I suspect I know, but I'd like to find out concretely who is behind this. I have some ideas as well. What do you know about the art of disguise, my fine friend? Uh... Not you. Beg pardon. <laughs> Phone You're not our friend. You be quiet. <laughs> Point. I'm not talking it to is, you anymore. <laughs> it is hard to imagine how they find such a master of stealth and disguise. You're, you're so subtle. <laughs> you're world as you pass through it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so do I eat her or? Bakak, you. Go ahead. What, what shall we do with this with this person? I like his idea. Just make sure you wear a napkin. They get messy. I'm not a child. Well, we... I'll talk, what shall we do with this person? We do have... We do have... Uh, it's not Jim Jim, it's Otaka. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. We do. <laughs> yeah, and, and two Otaka. two episodes ago, our, uh, Jim Jim was talking like him. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we have facilities here within the monastery for confining ah. criminals or mad people or both. We can keep her here confined. She does seem rather angry. Oh, never mind. She will be she will be fed and kept safe until your return or until you elect to send authorities in to collect her. Well, if she's fed, then Rogar shan't be. So, I'm still thinking 
Fair enough. Slipping out, uh, slipping out from the side of the building and away from the walls, unseen until now, remarkably, uh, are several uh, several of the higher order monks that generally surround the, vic- the vicinity of Wataka, supposedly to keep him safe, although he could probably take out all of them uh, at a whim. Uh, who surround, who surround uh, the woman? This appears to be well in hand. So it's be for the best as we figure out how to go forward on this. Thank you. They uh, they take charge of her, uh, keeping uh, um, a, a one one arm on a shoulder, one arm on a wrist, and one following uh, her behind her as they escort her away to uh, whatever facility uh, they have, some cell, some locked some locked area where uh, where she can be guarded. I can't help but be ashamed that. This kind of violence made its way onto our grounds and got as close to you as their as the target. Should be apologizing. I I have brought this on your monastery and I am incredibly sorry. I'm like nodding with each word that you say there. <laughs> well, may your actions be wise and your waters run more still as the future unfolds. And he bows in your direction. We turn the bow, and he uh, simply walks away back to attend to whatever business uh, he was uh, he was about before the commotion, and uh, isn't in particularly concerned about what you folks are going to do here uh, within the monastery because he trusts all of you. But uh, it, it appears now that you're just free to do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, what I want to do. These people have done nothing. They did not deserve any of this, and I. I... <sighs> need to go to the guild, apparently. You have a job to commit on their behalf anyway, and we do need to return to the regardless. My suggestion would be... Uh, oh, your mic is busting you up again, or Zoom. Yeah, it's okay. Let's give this a shot. If I try saying something that's not in character, it might work. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it seems it's almost consistent in its behavior. I think maybe is... it just doesn't like my real voice. I have to use my polite people voice with it. Because <laughs> 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 this is this is my polite. Well, no, wait. Here we are. This is my polite people voice. <laughs> that's what I'm I have to use. Not buying in... it. No. That's no, that's no, what no. I have to use in the outside world because otherwise people are like, "What are you mad about?" Life. <laughs> I did have an experience once where I was listening to a podcast at a high speed, and the, one of the people on their their voice was so low that the whatever algorithm was causing the was uh, was handling the speech made their voice sound really like just weird. It wasn't uh, where normally it would keep the voice normal. So it could just be that maybe that's what it is. Maybe. It's weird. All right. So let's give this a try. So my suggestion is that we report this woman to the authorities, begin our search for the young lad, and then, oh man, and then discharge the duties that we uh, that we promised with regard to this fake bone steel. Well, we should eventually turn her in. It may be better to let the monastery keep her under wraps at the moment. That way, if if the guild has connections within the city government, 
they would know if she is taken in, and that would tip our hand a little. I like that idea. And then if she's mum- once she's mummified, she can't come after me again. It's perfect. We've dealt with them before. Oh, a trace of humor, like <laughs> absolutely believing what you guys are saying. Very well, then. It's decided. We return to the city? Yes. Look in here, Argante here. Yes. Who was not muted at all? I was. I'm pretty sure Cuddy would also uh, agree. Yes. (laughs) Cuddy, you're in the other room. Do you agree? Yes. It's uncanny. It's like he's here. I've been practicing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Montage of you leaving the uh, the monastery and uh, in reverse and uh, traveling the same path that uh, you did in reverse to uh, make it into the city. To how many assassins do we have to kill on the path back to the city? <laughs> the, the answer, my, my friend. Forty-two. Um. Yeah. So you make it back to uh, right around the same area of the city that. Uh, that the uh, um, Maggie's Booze and Snooze is. And <laughs> Love that name, by the way. <laughs> looking, I, I, it, it came to me in a dream. No, that's not yours. Whatever. I and can't that remember. That might actually be a good first place to look for Tamarack. Mm. Or at least ask questions. Yes. Okay. Stepping my into the... I'm sorry, go ahead. My question asking repertoire is limited to, have you seen the boy... <laughs> Give him to us. You know who we're talking about. Give us the boy. <laughs> now. <laughs> I have the feeling that might create the wrong impression. It might work. We just don't know. Let's hear it for the boy. Can uh, you give the boy a hand? Uh, 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 <coughs> Why? Perhaps it would be better if you asked the questions. <laughs> yeah, stepping into stepping into the inn, it's uh, I'd say it's some sometime around noon. Actually, it it, uh, it didn't take all that long to uh, to repay Jim Jim with the uh, shared nightmares, and as you'd started towards there very early in the morning, um, you've gotten weeks. no, you've gotten back to town. <laughs> you've gotten back to town. Yeah, one week in game time is a year and a half in gutter Skype's time. <laughs> this I think has already been established. Yes, only if we're trying to reach a boat. Right. Especially since we're coming back up on God's Toasting again soon. Holy crap. I know. No way. (laughs) (laughs) It'll have to be a different holiday because it's only been a couple of weeks. Hey, we've had God's Toasting and we've had Crisp Mast already. That's that's Mm -hmm. true. Why don't we just do what all you liberals want us to do and ignore Christmas? (laughs) Perfect. About time. No. no. <laughs> we'll call it present day. Give me all my presents, or else. Wait, <laughs> every day. Is wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I almost feel as though we might be getting off track. Oh, sorry, almost. sorry, sorry. That's plausible. Yeah, sound. It has the distinct sound. Stepping back into Maggie's booze and snooze uh, in the noonday. Uh, the noonday business is not nearly as heavy as uh, early evening during dinner time, and of course. Uh, later on into the night when all the folks coming off work pile in and enjoy uh, the fine establishment. But uh, there are about three or four people um, 
some with some with packages, some with papers, some that are just uh, taking a rest from uh, from, the, from in out of the sun. Um, oh. <laughs> what's that name? What's the name of that guy that I shot myself in the foot with? Elio Elias? What the hell? Hold on, let me see what I got in my notes. This is terrible. Here. This is terrible. Okay, we got now. Scroll wheel isn't fast enough. We got Suavo de Billibong, but that's not who we're looking for. There we go, I got him. Uh, Elia, okay. Eola Voilpanger. <laughs> I can't imagine why that would be confusing. I don't know. That, that is quite the, uh, quite the name. I like it. Uh, the 52-year-old Jeepling, uh, uh, is, is, um, is, uh, uh, bustling about behind the, yeah, behind the bar. I had trouble finding a wife. I guess so. But, uh, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be, oh, smiles very wide and is, and it just grins from ear to ear as he sees, uh, as he sees the heroes come back into his establishment and, um, and, uh, stops, um, stops what he's doing because it's not just not all that busy and he doesn't have, uh, doesn't have a lot to do. There's only a few people there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you returned. Would you, would you, would you care to stay a few more weeks? Rooms are free. Rooms are free here for you after what you did. Still very, very grateful. Very grateful. Can I get you ales? Uh, an ale for me and a small one for Bildor. And he rushes back behind the bar and pours uh, an ale for the for the dragonborn and just looks inquisitively, inquisitively at the rest of you, but decides better of it and just pours ales for everybody and puts <laughs> the tankers, puts the tankers on the bar. Uh, smiles and uh, goes about uh, what he was doing before. Many thanks. So, my friends, questions must be asked. Yes. And I'm going to settle into drinking with my dinosaur. <laughs> we need to find this boy. Probably didn't have much money. Where would he be staying? Rooms are free here. For us, not for them. Ah, yes, that's right. <laughs> this is strong stuff. <laughs> Bill doesn't think so. Bill is very small. <laughs> Bill has, like, a shot glass you would give a gnome. Yes, a very small brass, uh, very small brass shot glass is set down right next to your ale. Because <laughs> apparently I was also teaching him how to drink at the party <laughs> after we uh, after we rescued uh, the fish people. He picks up fast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he picks up very fast. You have an alcoholic animal companion. Uh, anyway, get to work, folks. Make those gather information rules. The room actually grows a bit darker suddenly. Uh-oh. As uh the entrance uh the entrance to Maggie's booze and snooze is blocked by a very, very large individual. Uh not someone that you would see very often as in species. An extremely built muscular tall and dangerous-looking Minotaur uh, has uh, stepped through the through the entrance uh, through the entranceway of the uh, of the inn, and uh, briefly blocking the light, making the room go darker, and then stepping a little further in, 
Um, Glance over at the barkeep, see how they're reacting. Uh, Yola is just... Yola lets his mouth fall open a little bit, glancing sideways, pausing in what he was doing, and uh, and then um, shakes his head a little bit and just moves on about uh, his, his uh, behind-the-bar activities. Cleaning glasses, getting trays ready for the evening dinners, you know, small stuff behind the bar. Glances up at the Minotaur occasionally and then grabs a towel when he sees he's not going to come over to the bar and just moves over towards him. The rest of you may notice, may have noticed that uh, as he came in, he had his eyes squarely set on the four of you. Then again, perhaps questions can wait. Five of us? Three, four, five. Did I just say four? I did, you didn't did. I? Oh, Cuddy. But Cuddy's right over there. Oh, Cuddy's right over there. <laughs> He's such a still, quiet presence. Yeah, yeah. Jim Jim was right. His water <clears> runs <throat> down. Very calm. So, perhaps, then again, perhaps questions can wait. Come, Bildor. And uh, I'll uh, stand up, and unless someone stops him, <laughs> uh, Rogar's going to start making his way with uh, something of a what he imagines at least to be an intimidating swagger toward this minotaur. Crothu's going to finish his, his drink and then follow. Argante's going to make sure all our breakable stuff is kind of tucked back farther against the wall and away from the table. <laughs> just pick up my drink and follow. Eel uh, is uh, um, uh, um, wiping off the table that the minotaur sat down at. A uh, big, round, circular wooden table with uh, stools all around it, and uh, and then quite. Is there, uh, is there something? Like, something? Something I can get you? And the Minotaur remains silent. Anything at all? Something to drink, sir? It's just simply rubbing its face, keeping its eyes, keeping his eyes on uh, Rogar at first, and then glancing quickly to the rest of you. And as Eola. Uh, steps a little bit closer and leans in as if uh, as if the Minotaur was going to whisper his order. <laughs> the Minotaur reaches up and just grabs the front of his face and holds on to it. Oh, no. Here now! Not. Friend, if there's going to be trouble, we can take it outside. This is a nice place, and I'd hate to wreck it. Wrecked or not, I just want to be sure one thing. You guys are the strangers, right? We are. Sir, sir, that is a very nice suit. It would be a pity to ruin it. Yeah. And going to the haft of my axe. And well, just nodding. Maybe I'll get myself a better suit with all the money that I'm going to get from you. Oh, God, another one of these. Man, I'm telling you, it's not to stop. Listen, I realize bull excrement <clears throat> is your specialty, but I suggest that you curtail it. So we can take this outside and settle this like gentlemen. Or at least we don't wreck this 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 place. They do very good trade here. Boy, you, you talk a whole hell of a lot. Who the hell are you? He's looking he? at Bone Steel. Oh, okay. I would. I am the object of. I am the object of your. I can't even friggin' speak. I am the object of your. <laughs> Wait. In there. He didn't know. I, I, that's a good point. Bone Steel's kind of taken aback, like, what, what? Uh, oh, oh, uh, who am I? What time? Why? Oh, who do you think I am? 
you're after the the uh, group of us. Oh, there's uh, th- th- there's rumors of a bank walking around. A whole bank of a whole lot of gold walking around. Some group called the Strangers. That they win bounties. They get gold rewards. They get paid from a caravan. And they get paid from a little dweeb like this. And he shakes the shakes the head of Yolo, who's just kind of going, These people are so good at their jobs. What makes you think you have the slightest chance in hell, you cocky bastard? I guess I'll have to take the risk, but it's worth the reward if you're carrying as much as I think you are. Everybody roll for initiative. Yay! Is he standing up? He's standing up, and he has tossed Eola aside like a rag doll. Okay. Because I had a plan, but that's all right. That's good. I wanted to make sure Eola was out of the way. Eola is free and clear. He's elected to free up that hand to pick up his great axe. Um, Eric, what time, what time did you need to be on your way? Because we are getting close to 9 Eastern. Uh, I need to be gone, leaving about... I need to be off of here by about... I'm leaving at 6.30, so I meet, probably need so about 10 minutes to about, get ready. You've so got, a, got a, like 10 minutes left for you, or a little bit more than that? Uh, let's see. To get ready? It is 5.52 p.m. It's 5.52 now. I'm leaving at 6.30, so I could play till, for another 20 five minutes or so, I think. <laughs> right. Look at him push it up against the clock. Yeah. Ah, you're funny. <laughs> I don't have a problem with gaming. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I can handle it. <laughs> okay, I gave myself five minutes to spare to get out the door. See? <laughs> well, it's not quite six yet. It's only 5.52, so I figure if I if I am off so by see you all, should we continue chatting about it? That's, all no, right. We're, no, go. We're I rolled already. I rolled. I switched over to uh, I switched over to uh, Midnight Syndicate Combat Two. <laughs> if anybody's playing along at home. Right there we go. Well, that's not great. What the hell did he roll? I my twenty-three from earlier, but no, I won't do that. That's uh, okay. I got a uh, sixteen. Holy crap! You too. Well, I mean, that's with all. That's with my. That's what my uh, no, stats... I mean, the Minotaur, just a second, rolled, rolled a 16. Well, no, I rolled a 12. But if oh, I had my 12. plus 4 dexterity, that makes it 16. Alrighty. Yeah. And uh, Crowther rolled a 19 with his plus 1. That's 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hi, how often have I gotten a roll that high? Wait, do I, do I add my initiative or I add my dexterity? No, that's what you, I rolled earlier. Add, that's why I said, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Add, so that's a saving throw. I'm looking that at the wrong thing. I rolled the, the same thing. You add, I you got add, my dexterity. <laughs> Which is your initiative? Yeah, yeah. I looked at the wrong thing. Sorry about that. No worries. We've all been there. They're the same number, essentially. Yeah, I looked at saving throw. I've got more dexterity in my saving throw than I do in my regular dexterity. You see. Oh, I got a roll for Crowthu too. Let me see. Uh, Cuddy, you mean? Yeah, the. Uh, Cuddy, <laughs> Cuddy, rather. Sixteen. What is this? He rolled a sixteen too. I'm sorry. I'm rolling that again. I rolled. Oh, we I can not do that? get a six. Cool. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for a future. <laughs> oh, the DM can roll it again. Oh, 19. That's better. All right. What? What the hell does he get as a. Cuddy can roll a 19. That's okay. Cuddy's 19, and he gets what? Boss's initiative is. Uh, Dex's. Holy crap. Okay. 24. <laughs> Whoa. For wow. 24 for Cuddy. 
got a grand total of 23 over here. Nice. All right. 23 for Rogar. Yeah, okay. You know, we're only one. He's only one guy. We can take him. And, uh, and ah! Argante? I rolled an 11 and I've got plus 3, so I got 14. Did not roll 16, you see. Okay. Argante. All right, initiative order has uh, the top of the list: Cuddy, then uh, then Rogar, then Crowthu, then Bone Steel, then uh, the Minotaur, and then and then Argante. Hey, <laughs> what? Minotaur's hey, the way off. you guys roll, that's a possibility. But uh, yeah, Argante's going last. So uh, I, I mean. Um, I'm sorry, Crowthu, I never got a character sheet to you. Shall I just go ahead with uh, Cuddy? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let's see what he uh, see see what he ends up getting. Rolls a 20. Gets a 17. And his attack bonus is 6. 17. Uh, uh, 20. No, yeah, 23. And that uh, that absolutely hits. So he does. Uh, what is he using? I'm going to give him. Uh, I'm going to have him use the uh, quarter staff, and that'll be uh, D8. And he rolls uh, two on the quarter staff with his damage bonus of five. Is a seven seven damage as uh, Cuddy uh, steps up, coming out of nowhere very silently, uh, doing seven points of damage against this Minotaur, whacking. That quarter staff right the hell in his midsection as he was raising his axe. Next up in the initiative order is Rogar. Right. So, uh, shouting at everyone to get clear. Um, I'm going to. Uh, well, I had my hand on the haft of the axe, so uh, drawing that and moving around to uh, to menace this fellow from the other side. I want to move into a flanking position here. Maybe get behind him if I can. Absolutely. You're in close enough quarters to do that easily, and that'll give you advantage. Awesome. Now, do I have to like use my full action if I want to avoid provoking an attack of opportunity? Uh, in this, in 5e, when you approach, you don't, uh, it doesn't generate that. It's when you move away. Awesome, thank you. And I know you told me that before, but no yeah. worries, no worries. That uh, ace has uh, uh, sadly he appears intent not on making peace. Uh, there's no point in holding back. So uh, that's a short, sharp uh, blow with the axe uh, aimed at the back of his neck. Okie doke. Right and. <laughs> um, so that's a grand total of yeah, that's a that's a, I mean, a grand total of six. In, well, six I'm on sure, your first. I'm, I'm sure that'll hit him. Uh, no, six misses horribly, but you do get a second oh, yes, roll, fortunately, right, because of advantage. Okay. <clears throat> yes, thank you very much. All right, then that is a grand total of 22, which is very slightly better than 6. <laughs> a little bit. 22 absolutely does hit. And you're using the hand axe, you said? Yes. Alrighty. So that gives us a grand total of 7 damage. 7 more damage on the Minotaur as Rogar steps up. You know, all this time I've been describing what you, all, what you guys um, do 
and uh, how you attack and stuff like that. Is that all right? Because if you guys wanted wanted to, doesn't bug me. I usually like to put in a little bit of description of my own attacks, but I'm not worried about it if you do. All right. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the seeing the monk uh, move in rather quickly, and knowing that this guy means business with a with a hand axe. And doesn't seem to be very polite after what he, the way he treated uh, the innkeep. Uh, you're going to teach him a little bit of a lesson in manners, and so very unsubtly, simply chop at him as if he were a damn tree. And you needed some damn firewood, and his uh, flank was exposed. So let's see how good this armor was. And it wasn't good enough to stop seven hit points. It was just kind of a oh yeah, as he bends over to one side catching the action and uh, letting loose of uh, letting one hand off of the uh, great axe. Next up in the uh, initiative order is Crowthu. Alright. <clears throat> Starting with uh, smack with the quarter staff. And alright. Well, one of my rolls was 18, the other was 19. And both hit. So, I hit, yes. Uh, let's see, it's an ow. Eight plus four for that. I rolled a four, so that's a total of eight. Okay, eight damage on that attack. And Excellent. then followed up with my martial arts attack, um, throwing a kick in to follow up the. And that one doesn't do so well. My highest roll is, oh, no, no, sorry, never mind, 17. 17, and that's a total? My, no, no, that's, that's that's just the roll. Okay, and total is... You 17, have a plus attack bonus of plus... Uh, 23. 23, that absolutely hits. I think you had a, a plus 6. Yep. Yeah. So that hits 2, yeah? Yep, I only did 5 on that one, though. Okay, 5 additional damage on the Minotaur. After you uh, teach him a lesson with a, a lengthwise poke along the entire length of your quarterstaff, um, jabbing very heavily into the base of his neck. Uh, you, uh, you also managed to knock some, uh, attempt to knock some sense into his head with a very solid connection of a very tight, uh, a very tightly uh, curled fist. And uh, he's rocked a little bit, but, uh, and grunts under, the, uh, grunts under the impact, but doesn't seem to be going down bringing his hand back up to the axe and unsuccessfully trying to maneuver uh, within his little five-foot space to give himself the best advantage. Next up in the initiative order is Bone Steel. Is Bone Steel muted? He's carefully considering his yes, move. I, Master no, no, I was muted. Okay, uh, I'm trying to decide between several options, so I need some setting description. Is there a candle on the table or anything like that? <laughs> I love this there, question. There is a. Uh, is it? Would you like to be lit or unlit? Oh, lit, please. There is a lit candle on the table. And I also would like to know if I was muted when I said I was coming. I was following. Uh, was it Rogar? Rogar. With my drink, with my drink in hand, he set his drink down to follow. I heard that. Okay. Bone steel's, bone steel's style has already been established to have a drink in hand while you're Okay, doing well then I'm stuff. going to... I pick up... Oh, I'm a okay. master of bone steel style. Is the, is, the, <laughs> is the candle a candle that I need to pick up, or can I just, like, kind of hold my drink mug, like, in the flame and light the alcohol on fire that way? 
Um, I'm going to have to say that the quality of this particular ale is not such that it would actually ignite if you put it near a candle. Otherwise, oh. you guys would be drinking some stuff that would, like, kill you okay. very well, shortly. Then I need Do to you know have, if that's something have that pots my character of oil? would know. Would my Barkeep, character know? your finest rubbing alcohol. Your character would know this, but you do have okay. pots of oil if you want to make use of that. No, uh, that's okay. I will take the chain that I had forgotten was on my character sheet, and I will uh, try to entangle his legs in it. Oh, nice. Okay, let's see. Uh, how difficult would it be to entangle the legs of a minotaur fighting you? With ten feet, with ten feet of chain. With ten feet oh, of chain. That's one of these SAT questions. Okay, hold on. Let me get my table. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. You got a dex of plus four. Sorry, I was just what? trying to come up with something besides I swing. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> hey, what the hell? You got a dex of plus four. Why don't you go ahead and add that to a d20 roll, and if you okay. beat... And if you beat a 20... Oh, hell. If you beat a 20, then <laughs> he was unable to kick you as he watched you trying to do this. Okay. Right. Uh... Oh, damn it. But I have hero points. That's true, you do. Okay, I am at 11 right now, so I'm going to... So that's, that's 15? No, no. I've, I rolled a 7, so I'm at 11 right now. Oh, okay. Um, I will spend... Well, if you rolled a perfect... If you rolled a hero point with a 6, you still wouldn't beat a 20. Well, could I spend 2? I gotta call it there. No, not for not for an individual action. Alright, alright. Otherwise, then, you uh, could just start stacking them up. That wouldn't work out. Right. Okay, well, then I didn't do it. I, I attempted to be a cool rogue and perform a cool thing, and it blew up in my face, and, and so it... did his foot. So well, the dice go. didn't. The dice didn't. The dice were very unhappy with you, and decided decided one way instead of the other. But, but hey, it is well, a very on, cool wait, wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Can I? Can I? <laughs> He's distracted by all these people coming at him, so I think <laughs> I would be at an advantage. You see, because you know what? Everybody else got an advantage for, for pack tactics. Okay, so so gonna... the action that you chose to perform didn't work the first time, and it was an attack of sorts. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and roll again? Absolutely. Okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's better, but it's still not good enough. I got an 11 plus 4 is 12, 13, 14, 15. However, now if I spend that hero point, I might be <laughs> able to right. get it. You roll, so... a five or, roll a 5 or better. Yep. And I'm really trying hard not to. Uh, well, I, I can be. I'm, and I rolled a. Yeah, I'm not going to fudge it. I rolled a one. Never mind. A valiant effort on the part of the rogue to incapacitate this guy by getting him uh, by get his getting his legs chained together, but he's just too big, and too wary, uh, and and uh, surrounded or not, he managed to uh, at least kick at you while you were trying to make the attempt. You didn't make any contact, but you didn't manage to get the chains around his legs. Sorry, the dice the dice aren't no, liking I, rogues tonight. They are not. They are not. Um, sadly, it's the Minotaur's turn. And uh, let's see, what did he roll on a d6? Yes, a four. One, two, three, four. 
Fourth down in the initiative order is Bone Steel. Oh dear. <laughs> he rolled it. I rolled a d6 to see who he was going to attack, and that's a four. So uh, let's see what. Now uh, it also makes a certain amount of logical sense because it does. And he rolls a sixteen on a d twenty. He's got what? He's got a plus four, so that's a twenty to hit. I think it does. Yep. So uh, that was his first attack. One d twelve for the great axe. Where's the d twelve? There it is. Six points plus four. Ten points of slashing damage on uh, bone steel. Six, yes, ten points of slashing damage on Bone Steel as he um, oh, very irritated at the attempt. Well, it would it would have affected everybody else around him too, so it's probably better that you didn't. Uh, second attack, he's going to go for what's fifty-six? One top of the list. He's going to go for Cuddy, and he rolls a what? He rolls a nine. Uh, 9 plus his uh, 16, 15 15 misses Cuddy after he uh, takes a chop into Bone Steel he tries to bring the ba- uh, the axe up in the direction of Cuddy who already saw the move because of the tension in his muscles and the way his arms were positioned he swung around but Cuddy wasn't where he thought he'd be completely out of the way next up in the initiative order is Argante as the Minotaur spits again I'm going to enjoy spending all the money. I'm going to pull off your corpses. Oh, yeah? Hey, Minnie. Who? And Argante shoots him in the face with a candy cane missile. <laughs> okay. That it does. Uh, so candy cane wand. Sorry. One charge off the candy cane wand, and that's 44 plus 4, if I remember right. Uh, I wrote down, what do I have? I just saw it. Um, oh, 4D plus 1? Now, 4D, 4D4, and then a plus one for each of the four, D4s. 4D4, four yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. 4D4 plus one. Yep. I'm, I keep scrolling past it where I need to see it. I'm sorry. 1D4 plus one is what I have damage caused for each. It launches four at a time, and each one gets 1D4 plus one. Is that correct? Yep. So it ends up being 4D4 plus four. Yes. Do I have to roll those? That it's your attack and and you're the hero Can't here. Can his horns just blow off his head? Come on, that would be really great. <laughs> <laughs> and sparks off his nose. Ring. Tell you what, if you manage to down this sucker, you can set an explosive charge and <laughs> light it and run away and watch as no, it happens. No, no, and no. Where is Zephyr's go? wind magic when you need it? Oh, God, that would have been. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I only have the one dice. I have to roll four times. So help me count, okay? Ready? Here's a two. Okay. Off one. Oh crap! It's gonna do nothing. Four. Mm-hmm. Another one. Still twelve. Eight. So twelve points of damage. Yep. Twelve points of damage as magic missiles uh, come out of seemingly nowhere. That, was he? Until he whips his horned head around, nearly scraping, nearly scraping the ceiling as tall as he is, um, and and suddenly hears that that weird sound and smells smells pumpkin pie spice for some weird reason <laughs> and takes 12 points of damage as the magic missiles uh, wham um, all four of them in the face with little twinkly stars you better have that gold on you this is hardly worth it 
And he spits out a tooth, and his face, the color starts to return to his face. So you might as well stop now. You, do you think we we carry loose change in in into combat? Guess I'll have to find out. <laughs> that brings us back up to the initiative order, and Cuddy's Cuddy's go, and he rolls a seventeen with his bonus easily hits, and d eight because he's going to go with his quarterstaff because it does a d eight. And where's there it is? Where's the dot? Is it a six or a nine? Oh, come on. We're... I'm going to call it a nine because I can't see the dot. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, it is a nine. Okay. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen points of damage with his quarterstaff on the Minotaur. I'm bringing it back around again. Apparently, the guy didn't learn his lesson. I'm going to roll a d20 again to see if he gets a natural 20. He did not. But he's going to go ahead and... Audio. Huh? Audio defects that Zoom has are much more interesting than the ones that Skype has. <laughs> Why? What's it doing? Oh, it, it made a couple things. All of a sudden, you start doing... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Weird artifacts, huh? Yeah. Weird, weird artifacts. When you were still understandable, it was just, it's weird. I've never seen it do this before. For his, uh, for his unarmed strike, uh, first roll was uh, a natural one. Second roll is an 18 with his bonus. That hits again, so he does a d4. A d4 unarmed strike. Oh, sadly, that's a 1. But uh, a 1 plus what? His strength. His strength? It is a strength. Fists and dart. 1d4 for fists and darts. Yes, got a 1. I've already forgotten how to play this character. I'm gonna give him his. I'm gonna give him his damage bonus of five, regardless. So six points of damage now on the Minotaur. You gotta play so many characters anyway. It's okay. It's uh yeah. I'll remember later on and say, why the hell didn't you just add? And and now yeah. I'm already over it. So that was Cuddy. He uh yeah whacked him with the quarterstaff pretty soundly and uh punched him dead in the base of the throat. Nice. Next up in the initiative order after Cuddy is Rogar. Okay, quick request. If someone is chewing and or shuffling through snow, uh, could you please move your microphone away from your mouth and or your feet? Thank you. All right. So, this guy is uh, still very active and um, looks like he can uh, he can take a beating behind him still, right? Unless he's changed position dramatically and I missed it. He is uh, too too surrounded, actually, to, to take any moves away from you guys without invoking attacks of opportunity from all of you. So he's planted. He's planted. And you're right. still where you need to be. So, um, kind of taking a cue from Bone Steel here, um, I want to take the bull by the horns. <laughs> 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 reaching up to try to grab a hold of like the at the base of his horns to uh to yank like uh, backward and downward with all my strength and weight okay let's see i just rolled what i just rolled uh, an 18 on the d20 with his strength bonus 18 
22. If your uh, if your strength or acrobatics can um, can do a, a can uh, if you can roll a 22 or better uh, with your strength bonus, then you will have successfully grappled him. All right. Let's find out here. Okay. Fifteen, and even if I use a hero point, so I don't know if I'm hanging on or what. But I'm Not, giving it my best. Fifteen didn't do it, but you do have advantage, so I'm going to call this a second attempt. Go ahead. Ooh, okay, that works very well for me. Then that brings us to a grand total of twenty-three. Twenty-three. You beat it by one, I think. There. Yep. Okay. Now this Minotaur has a very hefty strong dragonborn and heavy uh hanging on to its horns this thing is about 12 feet tall oh, so uh yeah you I can you just about reach up there but that's it <laughs> so you've got uh you've got feet gripping gripping against the side of his hip uh, behind him feet gripping against the side of his hips and both mm-hmm. uh both uh, hands gripping the side of his horns um uh very uh, very effectively keeping him from moving a sickle claw. Rogar is on his back. Rogar is on his back, on his grabbing back, his, horns. his horns. Okay, grab. Yep. <laughs> so he's he's grappled. He's grappled. He can't make use of any of his movement speed. Awesome. And attacks against him have advantage. However, they already did, but. <laughs> It's it double secret advantage. It's double secret <laughs> advantage, and it's also a particularly funny picture. <laughs> oh, okay, so that was Rogar's turn, and uh, next up is Krothu. Moving the target of my attack from the neck to the belly. Another strike with the quarterstaff. My highest roll is a 16, 17, 18, 19, 22. 22 hits. The... Eight plus four. Total of nine. Nine points of damage on that attack. All right, and as the follow-up with a couple of quick kicks, I will use my last remaining inherent key to do a flurry of of, of blows. So, <clears throat> two more. Excellent. Attack number one. Uh, die roll is... 15, so 21. 21 hits. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 damage. Another 7 damage there, okay. And last one. Nope, my high roll on that one was a 9. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 misses. Okay. Uh, a very fast, very effective, and very strong Krothu taking advantage of the uh, the kind of um, overpowering situation that's surrounding this uh, massive but uh, and dangerous-looking Minotaur, but maybe not the wisest uh, in the barrel, has uh, taken that uh, quarterstaff and instructed him further on how hard wood can be uh, with an additional uh, with an additional. Um, uh, future quiz lesson on uh, just how fast a monk's fist can be uh, hitting quite hard, following up on the blow that Cuddy gave him to the base of the throat. <laughs> not uh, not uh, terribly happy, and starting actually to look a little bit uh, 
starting to look a little bit ragged, a little tiny bit the worse for wear, this guy. That was Crowthu's turn. I imagine you want to stay where you are and not move away from the guy? Pretty much. Okay, next up is Bone Steel. Could he be muted? Carefully considering okay. every move, the Carefully master considering can every silence. He is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... So, is his head... Are you lowering his head down by holding on to the horns, or are you just... If anything, I'm probably tilting it back and tilting, it back. tilting his nose up a little bit. Okay. If I'm having any effect on this uh, tree trunk of a creature. Oh, it's... Yeah, he's not having an easy time... Um, yep. He's he's managing it, but he's not having an easy time holding a full-grown, heavy dragonborn on his back. Okay. I'm going to take my final action of the night, because it is now uh, 6.20, and I should be leaving. Um, mm -hmm. I'm yep. going to shoot... I'm aware. I'm going to shoot my short bow and try and lodge an arrow in his throat. Uh, if you, if you um, shoot with the short bow, it'll just be a straight roll. You won't be rolling at advantage. Oh. Um, well, my thieves' tools are probably too small to do anything. Um, I could try... I, well, try you, I don't know. You, at you, some point in the past, I passed you the assassin's dagger that we took off the person that we left at the <laughs> monastery. I think he also has a variety of... Jewels. That would I got a bunch... Oh, that's true. What am I thinking? Why am I trying to get his throat? That's true. Um, Stop playing fair for crying out loud. Yeah, what the hell? Because I don't know how you do called shots in D&D, &D, and I don't know if it's going to make me make this shot impossible for me. If you do specific called shots, you roll at a disadvantage. If you try a ranged attack while you're right up against the guy, you roll at a disadvantage. But since you're at advantage already because of pack tactics, that cancels out makes it a straight roll. Okay, but you've but got a rapier... You've got a rapier that does yep. uh, D8, and you've got daggers, a number of them, that'll each right. do D4. Let me do the rapier, because that seems, to, that, if I remember correctly, is my was my weapon of choice for quite some time. So, yeah, I'll use the rapier. Okie doke. Um, and it'd be cool if this could be a sneak attack, but I don't know that it would be, because he already saw me try and get him with the chain. If and you hit with the rapier, then you'll be able to add sneak attack damage. Yes, sir. Okay, well, I didn't this time. I got a four. But thankfully, I get to roll advantage. So let me Absolutely. Try what the hell? You were rolling so well earlier when it didn't count, when it was an initiative over a damn scare tactic. Now. <laughs> Last roll of the night. Come on, baby. Are you... Oh, no, that's... Oh! That's a... That's a 20! A natural crap. 20. Natural 20, all right. Excellent. So roll two d8s. Sorry, when it's turned on its side, it looks like uh, I could only feel three of the four dots, and it looked like another four, and I was like, are you kidding me? Time is running out. Okay. No worries. Go ahead. D8, you said? All right. Yeah, in this uh, case, two d8s. Two d8s, all right. First one is... Oh, I have to re-roll that, because I knocked it over when I was trying to feel it. Revolve in there. Um. Okay, the first one is a four, and the oh. second one there is a 7. So that's oh, 11 right there. Okay, that's 11 for the rapier and uh, four. in this case you also double your uh, your uh, sneak attack bonus so you'd be rolling in your case because you're level 46. Alright. Okay. Uh, that was a 2. Uh, 4, so that's a total of 6. And a 7. Come on! Don't get a new one. 
Um, all right, total of nine for forty-six. That's and nine damage, additional rogue sneak attack damage on this poor Minotaur, who's now getting skewered in addition to being ridden like a like a carnival um, circus ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Excellent. think, Roga? Steak for dinner. <laughs> oh, 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 gross. Oh. Excellent job, Bone Steel. That's the way to make an exit. And lots of luck with your uh, lots of luck with your uh, uh, rehearsal tonight. And I hope everything yeah. goes well. Have fun. Enjoy. Uh, have a good time. Who, anybody who need who wants to can can uh, keep playing. I'll be only to Skype or send. I'll I'll here. go ahead and roll for Bone Steel. Uh, right. uh, the additional rounds. Okay. Cool. Okay. Right. Take care. Take care, Thanks. man. Stay Good safe. Job, babes. All right. Next up in the initiative order, oh, is the Minotaur. Who? Uh, all right. Let's roll a D six again. See who he's going to go after. D six one. He's going to go after Cuddy again. Well, he missed him. Missed him last time. Rolls what? Rolls a seven. With uh, with his attack bonus. Seven, six, thirteen. Nope. Doesn't make it. Second attack. Rolls a seven again. Okay. Swings at the uh, swings at the monk that got him with the quarter staff the first time, the very first aggressor towards him. Cuddy deftly steps out of the way and almost, uh, almost like, um, almost like bullet time, uh, uh, bends backwards as the great axe swings in both this Minotaur's hand. This guy sucks. What the hell? <laughs> and sweeps right over him. But uh, well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he is surrounded. Yeah. And Cuddy is uh, Cuddy has a, a, a dex of plus five, <laughs> which doesn't figure. He just rolled like shit. Anyway, okay, so that was his attack on Cruddy. The, uh, uh, Cruddy, Cuddy, <laughs> the Minotaur. The Minotaur has had his turn and isn't going to go anywhere. He's just going to breathe hard and get a little bit frustrated that, you know, maybe the gold wasn't worth all this. Stand still. Stand still and get out to pieces like good little banks. <laughs> Next up in the initiative order is Argante. Through the boys' moves, Argante has run around back behind the Minotaur and is ducking. It might not even have to duck. The Rogar's out of the way. And she's going to use her rapier to try and slash through his hamstring. His left leg. Love it. Well, it's, it, it, are you specifically calling the shot to make it a straight roll, or do you just want to stab him and still have advantage? Well, I guess I better stab him, right? Because he's still got a lot of stuff left. Okay, I'll just yeah. stab him. Go for it. Right Go for it. If that's, yeah. but, but I will take it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe his Achilles tendon. Maybe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe just a big owie in the thigh. We just don't know. So, yeah, I'm going to stab him with the rapier. Okay. So be it. Right. And so that is. That's a d20 plus d20, your. Uh, and I'm going to add five for my attack bonus. Yep. Okay. Sorry, trying not to sneeze at you. Here come no the allergies on top of everything else. Yay. Hooray! I rolled allergic. a ten plus five, so a mere fifteen. And uh, yeah, your first roll misses, uh, so you get a second roll with advantage. Great. Trying again. And. <gasps> did you get a nat twenty? I did. You're not supposed to get a nat 20 after Bone Steel got a nat 20. No, it's like he sent me his extra one. All right. <laughs> oh, my, my beautiful, my beautiful all red clear die. It looks like it's gorgeous. Anyway, yes, I Excellent. did. Okay. Now two. can I take out a hamstring? Then you do two d. <laughs> you roll two d8s for damage. Two 
2d8. So I've got a 5 on the first one and a 1 uh, on the second one. Crap. Okay, 6 plus. 6 plus your damage bonus of 3. Um, uh, as nine, 9 additional points yeah. on the Minotaur. Not very much. And sorry, yeah, really. actually, you did stab down into his thighs and you hear. <laughs> as he bends over to one side, now struggling to stay upright with the dragonborn still yanking his head back um, but he's still gripping that stupid great axe as if that's going to help him apparently he just wants to yeah he can't move but uh, he also can't uh, apparently can't swing very effectively because he can't turn his head quickly (laughs) because he's got a goddamn dragon porn latch to it Tactics, baby. So well done, Argante. All right, next up in the initiative order is top of the list, and that's Cuddy. What does he roll? He rolls a five on his first attack. That kind of sucks. Let's try again. And a 13 on his second. His bonus is what? 13 plus 6. 17, 18, 19. That's one. Okay. He hits. I'm going to keep him on that quarter step because it does the D8. And he, with the D8, rolls what? A, one, two, three, oh, six. With his attack bonus of five, that's 11 points of damage with the quarterstaff attack. I just note that really here. Well done, Cuddy. And he's gonna follow up again with a, with a, an unarmed strike. And rolls a seven. That's not gonna do it. What's his second advantage roll? A two. Misses with his unarmed strike. I don't know how. <laughs> considering the situation but apparently uh, uh, Rogar's weight shifted to one side and it may have been just enough to aid the Minotaur in jerking his head out of the way of the fist but it go. was it wasn't uh, it was certainly nothing the Minotaur could do but uh, Cuddy uh, Cuddy tried for the hit and uh, missed on that one next down initiative is Rogar right door face and uh as i am somewhat occupied uh bildor comes uh scrambling up and with a uh a marvelous shrieking sound um leaps at least attempting to latch onto and perform the dreaded mantling maneuver on this (laughs) puzzle Using his foot claws like climbing pythons of death. <laughs> there is now, there is now a, a very tiny, um, a very tiny raptor, compared to the minotaur, a tiny oh, yeah. raptor um, latched to the front of his face with the with hooked, hooked peaks of his wings, um, digging into uh, where the things normally, where his crow's feet would be if he ever smiled. Um, but he's not going to get much of an opportunity beyond today, I'm pretty sure. As, uh, yeah. And, uh, I think you get an attack too, though, don't you? Yeah, normally you can, like, at least with these rules, you can, like, give up your action, basically, to, uh, to have them make an attack. So be it. Let's see here. So, if he's been able to do that, uh, you want me to make an attack roll, like a two-hit? 
I gotta look at the rules again for this companion thing. I am so sorry. Uh, I, really, I, I ain't worried about it. Normally I'm not can, like, terribly worried about it too. Action to have them to have them make uh, to have them take an action. Okay, um, well you still have uh, movement and a bonus action. All right, that works for me. Um, for Bill here, we got a uh, a 17 for his uh, for his two hit. Uh, 17, and does he, he get to, does he get any kind of a, um, additional attack bonus? Uh, no, that's a 17 total for him. Oh, 17 total, I'm afraid misses, so while he does successfully latch on, whatever pecks or pokes he was trying to make at the eyeballs, the nose, or otherwise, uh, falls short as the thing shakes its head and tries biting at Bill while being held onto by the horns by you. Works for me. Good training for Bill. He gave it a try, but he's uh, he's certainly not making it a more pleasant day for the Minotaur. <laughs> okay, so Rogar and Bill are harrying this thing, and next up in the uh, initiative order is Krothu. Oh, okay, so another smack with the quarterstaff. Oh, there's a gulf between dice results there. My my <laughs> low die was a 1. My high one was a 17. So 17, 18, 21, 23. Absolutely hits. The 8 plus 4. Rolled a 4, so that's a total of 8. Okay. 8, eight uh, damage. 8 additional damage on that particular attack. Very good. And since, unlike before, I have the the monkey, the mad monkey fist belt on now. I have a reserve of another four key, right? Monkey. You certainly do. Nemesis. So, I'll spend one and do a flurry of blows. Okay, one of those may have missed. That's a ten, eleven, twelve, and sixteen. Sixteen does not hit. I'm sorry. All right, and the second. There we go. I rolled a fifteen, so that'd be a twenty-one. There we go. That definitely hits. And that's a D four plus four. Two, that's another six. Alright. Another six damage on this poor sad sucker who's really starting to look ragged now and probably should never set foot in this bar, regardless of how much money he thought you guys were carrying. Cause uh yeah. Wow. Yeah, not good. The uh the the Crowthu. <laughs> it's okay, he's learning a life lesson. Yes. Well, he's he's seeing he's he's seeing the he's seeing the way this this sucker he's got crow through. You gotta admire the way this guy is still standing despite everything, but it just can't stay that way. So you right. kind of tap that you tap that uh, quarterstaff on the floor uh, just between his legs, and rather than just come straight up to give him a crotch shot, he just whack it whack, whack sideways to against both of his legs on the inner thigh, right around the knee area, and. Uh, and he's just kind of like gives a kind of a struggle after having been stabbed in the thigh. It was a particularly painful shot, and uh, taking advantage of that distraction, uh, you uh, you go for his midsection because punching him in the face would be very very cruel and rude to poor little Bill Dor. So uh, he catches a very heavy blow from the half-orc monk in the midsection. This guy just, he's got two attacks and a great axe, and the only person that's taken damage so far in this fight is Bone Steel. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so anyway, okay, so Krothu uh, did that much damage again to this, this stupid 
turd. Tough guy. Okay, Bone Steel rolls a... Was that, was that right? Yeah, Bone Steel. Rolls a 7 on his first attack. With his bonus, isn't going to do it. Rolls a 5 on his second attack. Uh, going, at, going with the rapier, um, uh, apparently uh, caught all the right places in uh, this lucky, lucky Minotaur's armor. Um, possibly bending his sword. And steps back, uh, steps back, still within range, but examining the blade to make sure it wasn't damaged permanently by, uh, by a confrontation with this madass. Alright, Minotaur, roll a d6. Roll a d6. One, two, three, and he gets a four. One, two, three, four. Bone steel again. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor bone steel. If I could take pictures of this, I would. I'm sorry. Alright, so, uh, Alright, so he's got to roll a d20, rolls a... no, not a natural one, it's a 7. 7 plus his... no, still doesn't make it. Why am I rolling again? He doesn't have advantage. Oh, because he has a second attack. Second attack is a natural one! <laughs> Me and my big badasses to try and hurt, do something to you guys! It He's had all these opportunities. Awesome dramatic fight, regardless. Oh man, twelve foot freaking tall, and he's got a two-handed axe that does d12 damage, and he hasn't hit. He's hit one per. Anyway, okay. He's got every excuse in the world for missing, so I don't. I can't feel that bad. Next up in the list is Argante. Has Argante muted? Crap! Crap. Here I am. There we go. Okay. Um, she's tired. She steps back. She's going to use her ghost daggers. Alrighty, so that'll be, uh, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and roll for an attack. I'm sorry. Hey, combat's exhausting, man. It's you. I'd be tired, too, fighting a 12 foot so tall sorry. Minotaur. No worries. Um, so, yeah, so thingy, here's my d20. Because there's, like, there's still some open body to hit, right? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I rolled a 19! 19 even without your attack bonus hits, so that's 2d4 plus 3. 2d4, first one is a 4, second one is a 4, Ooh. 8 and 3 is 11. 11 points of damage on the Minotaur, holy crap. Boom, boom. As, uh, yes, as Argante, <laughs> as Argante goes ahead and, uh, and um, that was... Did you roll twice? For the what? On that attack, I can't even remember, and you just did I, it. I rolled, my, my first roll was a 19. Then that was a straight roll, right, okay, because you were doing a ranged attack right up against the guy. And uh, regardless, it works out. Okay, so that was that damage. The daggers the daggers come out of their sheaths on the bandolier and find their marks, probably at the, at the top of each thigh, digging in just below the armor. Causing blood to spill and then puff into black smoke and whip back. Isn't that cool the, looking how it does that? And manifest themselves <laughs> as it solid, cool. deadly daggers. <laughs> you lose, uh, you lose no ammunition. It, uh, and it I like these daggers. <laughs> and it hurts him. It hurts him deeply. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, what the hell were those? <laughs> More where they came from if you don't knock it off and quit. Back up to the top of the list is Cuddy, who just rolled a natural 20. No! 
Natural 20 is going around the group for this one. Okay. So that's, uh, yes, he was going with two D8s. First D8 is a 5. Second was an 8. That's 13 plus, plus 5. 18. 18 damage was just the freaking quarterstaff. My god. 18, that's alright. 7. Changing that. <laughs> oh, somewhat anticlimactic, climactic, folks. I'm sorry to say, but uh, yes, the uh, uh, Cuddy, having had enough of this, um, does pause for a moment to admire, admire thoroughly the way those magical weapons um, um, sublimate from solid daggers into an instant gas and whip their way back into the sheaths. Uh, on the bandolier of Argante, uh, moves in very quickly with his quarterstaff, uh, being quite pleased with the damage that it's done so far with his natural 20, whacks up against the side of this sucker's head, uh, being deft enough to avoid, uh, being, uh, uh, to avoid either Rogar's hands or Bildor's body entirely, and does enough damage to take this sucker to negative eight. He falls over like a tree. Unfortunately, backwards um, onto Rogar, but he is taken out entirely um, by uh, by a deadly blow to the head. While he tried to kill all five of you, uh, it turns out that today was uh, today was his day to say goodbye to Zutane and his uh, deadly deadly ways. No. You have destroyed this Minotaur entirely. No, I feel a little bad about that. If the uh, barkeep is nearby. I'll find one of the uh, ingots that we took out of the uh, thank you out, out out of the like temple and and that and hand it to him. Sorry about the mess. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> if you hadn't done it, I would have suggested Bone yeah. Seal would have to. <laughs> oh my. I, I hope it wasn't rumors of my reward that, that uh, prompted this, but, well... Uh, when people like us show up anywhere, there tend to be rumors. It's probably all that gold that brought the Minotaur. Filthy thief. Filthy, filthy thief. Patooey, patooey. <laughs> Spits on him, and, and uh, he grabs one, one leg, uh, another of the uh, attendees... Uh, his weight staff grabs grabs the leg with him, and then two more grab the other leg, and they just unceremoniously drag this sucker the hell out of the inn and into the street. They seem to have that well in hand, so I'll, I'll leave them to it. At least it wasn't another assassin. That would have gotten old quick. <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh. A, qu- a quick, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't even afford you the opportunity of searching him, sorry. Oh, I... You should do that, yes. I assume that my compatriots at least are going to loot the body. Whoever wishes to, just let me know. If they don't, I will. So I step forward. Go right ahead. Okay. You got bruised and crushed by him. You get first dibs. <sighs> and you find, uh, and uh, Rogar pawing through the remains of this uh, brute who uh, who was um, so hopeful in uh, trying to end all of your lives, and finds an oil ra- uh, 
um, fresh venison wrapped in, in an oil skin, about two or three pounds. Nice. Uh, you find eight gold. You find a copy of Vocabulary for the City Bound Thug by Morris Reticule. <laughs> and you and a and uh, protectively uh, tucked away inside uh, the folds of um, inside the folds of his armor, a small, uh, roughly slightly larger than a baseball-sized wooden box with a loose lid, and inside of that, you find a finely crafted marionette of a beholder. Fascinating. That's interesting. So, what even is this creature? So apparently, the guy was a collector of some kind. Oh, that's too loud. Or a thug and robbed the wrong person. That is too loud. I'm sorry. I switched over back to the uh, 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 new age candle music. Switched over to the what? I'm sorry. I switched over to the new age candle music. It was getting too loud for me because I turned (laughs) off the combat music. Anyway, sorry. So that's yes, that's what you find on the on the body of uh, this nasty bastard. Argante. Yes, right. Like holding up the uh, the box with the marionette. It is a wondrous toy that can almost seem magical when used by someone with proficiency. And she takes it carefully out of the box and untangles the strings and the sticks and shows you how they move, how it moves. Wonderful. You should use that in your shows. I said, um, I couldn't play my my lute or mandolin if I used this too. Oh, good point. But he tilts his head, and I tilt the marionette's head. <laughs> <laughs> he raises his hand, and I raise the marionette's hand. <laughs> well, as as a marionette of a beholder, what you've got, so. yeah, what you what you've got is a, is a is a baseball sized um, ball of flesh. With uh, a nearly as big eyeball, uh, oh. one single nearly as big eyeball, and about the top half of it looking looking out. I'm and so a, sorry, I did not hear beholder part. So that is not a charming toy at all. What the hell is it? <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> marionette. Yeah, it's oh. got a workable jaw that drops. How can you have a marionette that's like oh, an eyeball? Wait a minute. It's got a workable jaw that drops, revealing very sharp uh, teeth. It's very uh, finely crafted. Uh, it's realistic mm-hmm. looking. Have you seen the, um, Nikki? Have you seen the 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 cover of the fifth ed- 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 edition Monster Manual? Oh, if I did, it was quite the while ago. All right, so it's something like that's, that. Okay, that's a a, a beholder. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's it's mostly a fanged eyeball. Yeah, not charming yeah. at with all. Other Don't play with that. Don't play with that. Put it back in the box. <laughs> but the 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 uh, the fun part is it, it has a bunch of other eye stalks and it shoots beams. That do things. Oh, good! Ew, really? Yeah. Basically, we do not want to. We do not want to fight one of those. No. Oh, you didn't give that <laughs> many fresh ideas, did you? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So most of the rest of the strings uh, control the other eye stalks, and the one main string controls its jaw. Gotcha. My my apologies. Yes, I misheard what it was and was just entranced at the idea of marionettes. Wrong. Don't play with it. Don't touch it. Put it back in the box. Don't even look at it hard. Done and done. <laughs> Divide up the gold and uh, and if anyone wants it, there is venison here. Uh, I, I leave it to you, gentlemen, to partake. 
And he also has that standard great axe that he was trying to part all your skulls with and yes. failing so miserably at. Well, I'm not sure I would trust any foodstuffs that this creature was carrying. <laughs> um, I guess you'll be fine. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Boo. And I, at least. Okay, that was your cat I heard earlier. <laughs> I couldn't tell, and I thought maybe my neighbor's cat, who sometimes comes to the window just to say hi, uh, maybe had, had made a, like, a rare after-hours visit. <laughs> no, it was Boodle deciding to, to yell at me. Say, oh, okay. Time to go to sleep, Mama. <laughs> so it is. And uh, unless someone else wants it, I'll take the great axe for now. Absolutely. If for no other reason, then it looks impressive. And you can carry it. Well, the orcs can, too. Or the, the, the part orc. Horks, they're called. Krosu. Krosu <laughs> <laughs> can carry it. He's strong enough. I'm not sure even Cuddy could manage it. But the, uh, yeah. the like, great axe? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think either of us would have the weapons training to use it effectively, though, being monks. I think all you have to do is kind of wiggle it around and people run in fear, right? Because it's pretty, it's terrible. Well, yeah, but you actually have to fight with purpose. it. I was thinking later. about just how bloody much it weighed and how big it was. Like, out of exactly. our party, Rogar and Krothu were probably the only one who could actually physically manage it. Oh. Oh. Uh, and, and, uh, and, of the, and, and of us, Rogar is probably the only one who could effectively use it in, in combat, so... I'll try it for now. I wiggle my great axe at you. <laughs> Be Why? intimidated. Why are you talking like that, Rogar? <laughs> Comes with the axe. You have to. <laughs> Yo, the oil panger and uh, his waitstaff rush back into the back into the inn, right the table, right the chairs, um, do a little bit of sweeping up, and uh, pour a fresh ale for Bone Steel, who uh, sadly. Um, actually spilled his when he took... Uh, oh, no. Well, he took ten points of damage. Oh, better yep. give him an ice pack as well. Drink. So, uh, yeah, he's ma- he made the- you made me spill my drink. Came <laughs> <laughs> up in another game at one point. Yeah, so uh, so there's that. There's nothing special about the Great Axe, but it is standard, not badly made, and uh, does what, what it should, a, a D12 damage. Um, and there it is. Um... Rude interruption, but uh, I like but it. The inn has settled down, and a thief, not an assassin in this particular yeah. case, uh, caught wind of all the gold that you guys supposedly should be carrying because of all yep. your adventures, and I'm tried to take we'll it. Get a chance to spend at some point. Yeah. I mean, you are adventurers, and it's well a life of adventure. I gotta say, by the way, I love this guy's motivation. I mm-hmm. love the fact that the other fellow remembered us and had an opinion about it. Like, I like the way that people are reacting to things that we do, and it feels like a real world. I really appreciate that. Okay, you guys are doing stuff, and people are noticing. Exactly. If they forget, if they forget, that's um, pretty sad commentary on them. <laughs> and again, it's that uh, it's that um, uh, messenger hawk system that uh, spreads news around of noteworthy mm-hmm. events. And uh, folks in authority that try to keep, they, they've got their own network of birds that go out and come back and sending, sending spells, of course. Just out of character, we're, call, we're uh, obviously we're calling the session at this particular point where you're sitting down and, or, or standing or whatever and grabbing your drinks again and Perfect. business will right. proceed as it should and uh, the next time we do the thing. But uh, it 
I, 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 I read through just, just the player's handbook of spells, um, recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not from front to back, but, uh, regardless, if you, if you look at these things, it's a wonder anybody's still alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on this frickin' planet. <laughs> and if anybody in Hollywood is wondering, well, gee, you know, the, all the plots have been taken, there's no interesting stories, I could never write anything that would be worth, worthwhile as a movie. Just read through that list, and if you don't come up with a plot, then go eat some crayons. Because <laughs> <laughs> holy crap, what what people of a high enough level can do in this world? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's insane. Thankfully, insane. they're all highly trained, responsible specialists. Yeah, or recluses because of how powerful they are, and just don't want to bother with you know the mm-hmm. peons. But wow, damn. Yeah. So yeah, there's these uh, send message. Send message alone is is like it, you could just make a living. Send, just doing that. Just doing that. Never mind messenger hawks or any of that stuff. But there it is. Yes, your reputations have spread. I, I really like that. So that's cool. a cool thing. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Sorry. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. you. It was fun. Yes. Thank you, Nikki, for staying up, and I hope oh, you feel better thank rapidly. You, thank here. you. I'm sorry. I was. A little out of it, but so happy to be here and love listening to you. So I'm very glad you made it, and thank you for the nightmare and, and <laughs> yeah. busted. I like everyone's approaches to the. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> it was funny, little Kleenex, yeah. gland of tissue. Well, all right, they whatever <laughs> you know. And it said something about all the characters. I thought that was really very cool. It it and, did. It revealed something, at least, yeah. And your interpretation really added to that. Oh yeah, you scare me sometimes. <laughs> now, if someone if someone could interpret me and like try and figure out why the hell I named an eighty three year old woman Jim Jim, <laughs> because was, you have an irreverent sense of humor, my friend. I suppose I don't know, but I was like, okay, she's eighty three. She's a healer. She's at the monastery. She's training. Clearly, little. she's named Jim Jim. I mean, and the name came. It was like the yeah. name is Jim Jim. It's like why? What else would she be named? Even as I was writing it down, it's like first of all, it's a male name repeated. Mm-hmm. To, to for for it made no sense to me, but whatever. Anyway, cool, very cool, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh. uh Eric mentioned uh, doing uh, feedback at the end of the show. Actually, I didn't get anything recent that wasn't handled in the last episode. This cool. this one's going to be tacked on to the last recording of uh, our get-together two weeks ago, so it's going to be one of them long ones, which is fine. And uh, and there it is. Here, here, from from. Thanks for yes. a good game. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Do have a, a, a quick note that uh, the, uh, the evil hat is... Uh, recently made the uh, a non-art version of of Shadow of of the Century available to the Kickstarter backers. Cool. Ooh. And so I got a hold of 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 that, and I've been going through it. So for whatever future reference, I, I do have that, and I might be able to. Duly noted. I say, just say the word when you're ready, and you want to run it. And you, you uh, know, we're still doing good here so far. So okay, but we got stuff to do. So yeah, we do. I'm really digging the the way like the story is branching out, like in video game terms, the different side quests that are like evolving organically, but also clearly like giving us the players lots of options and, and 
things to do, which also our choices say something about the characters. Pretty yeah. Pretty great. And all the while, I'm trying to make it make sense, and <laughs> it seems to in my head. As yep. long as it uh, as long as it does for you guys, and that's great. It's working out as far as I'm concerned. Most excellent. All right. Well, we're four minutes shy of quitting time, so why don't we? You know, Nikki, you should get some sleep, and so should all of us, I guess. Suppose, really. Well, I'm sorry to leave you all so early, but okay. I know. It's like <laughs> normally we stay until ten twenty, and we can't just you know. <laughs> no worries. It was good catching up with you guys. Sorry I've been gone so long. Not a problem. Sorry Take care of yourselves. Thank you. You too, Ben. Take care, you everybody. Next time. Everybody stay safe. Thank you. 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 Thank you.